episode 352 of the PS Nation podcast with you as always. The always happy and always joyful and cheerful and just the the, the sunny dis- disposition of PlayStation Nation. Josh Langford. Hi. <laughs> Hi, How <everybody>? are you? <laughs> and me, I'm Glenn. I'm going to be a professional podcaster starting uh, Wednesday. Because I'm retiring tomorrow. Uh, I'm retiring nice. from IT world at, at the age of 41, and I'm just going to do PS Nation full-time. Oh, nice. It's all by choice. Uh-huh. has nothing to do with the fact that my contract ended. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, this week, obviously, the entire gaming community has shut down. Or not the community, but the gaming industry has shut down, except for the uh, poor developers that are probably sleeping under their desks right now. But... Uh, small, 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 uh, in terms of news this week, no new releases that I could find, but I might be wrong. Josh is going to probably correct me on that, but I didn't see any new releases for next week. Oh, oh, that's a challenge. Yeah. there. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Of course we have the ever popular Eric watch. Thank you everybody for not, uh, not posting on Facebook again. (coughs) Roger Cannon. Uh, a couple of news items, what we're playing and watching. We'll bring up the 2013 Golden Minecarts, or as some like to call it, you know, our clickbaiting. Uh, review of Assassin's Creed 4 on PS3 and PS4. My review of the Skull Candy Player One headset. Uh, and then Josh is going to be reviewing Skylanders Swap Force for the PS3. Uh, a, a live stream that I'm going to be doing on Friday. And then maybe emails, maybe. If Josh doesn't forget them again. Uh, maybe. Yeah. What? Forget. No, we decided not to. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame it on me. We'll talk some right. NPC as well. What's up? Uh, I have a new release. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Well, why don't you bring it up then? All right. Uh, next week, January 7th, correct? Uh, uh, you, yeah, probably. <laughs> Well, the first is Wednesday, so... Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when it, that's when this item is coming. Uh, it is Disney Infinity's Rapunzel character. Oh, that's probably why I didn't care about it. <laughs> For twelve ninety nine. There you go. That's your new release. Does well, it have really yeah. long hair? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes down to her feet, but I mean... T- Dude, uh, how big is this tower? Like, as big as her feet? She well, could just step out the window and be done. Maybe it's a done. little, like, Lego tower or something. <sighs> you don't know. You didn't- but how's she going to let her hair all the way down? <laughs> like, it's all she has to do is step out the window and she's free. Let her hair down. She just has to go out and dance, right? At the old sock hop? Hey, what? Well, what I'm- movie are you watching? I don't know. Well, or else uh, she could be living in that town like Footloose where they ban dancing, and then she can't let her hair down. Uh, no dancing. Uh, that's, uh, but Kevin Bacon would save her. Either her or Patrick, him or Patrick Swayze. I, I would go for Kevin Bacon more than Patrick Swayze. But nobody puts Rapunzel in a corner. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but her dad, Jerry Orbach, is dead now, so... <laughs> That's no, but he's he's the he's the clock, I think, in Beauty and the Beast. So oh, that's right. You know, oh my god, it, it's all Disney all the time. Everything is Disney nowadays. You don't even know it's Disney, and it is even Star Wars. Yep, that cheeseburger you ate tonight, Disney. Uh, 
Captain America. Disney. Disney. Yep. Marvel. ESPN. Uh-huh. You think you can get away from all this stuff when you watch sports? Nope. ESPN, Disney. ESPN.go.com. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) God. (laughs) All right, well, uh, uh, we need to get to this right away, obviously. Uh, And and the cool thing is, someone came through for us. What? (laughs) Eric! (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. Watch! <laughs> oh, that's just messed up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes, our, our friend Sam. Uh, I was going to say, was it Eric? No, no, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, like he could do anything that talented. I'm Actually, kidding. it was Eric's mom. She Eric. sent it in. She's like, don't tell him. Don't tell him. God, my son, he just doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Sam sent that one uh, <laughs> over the other night, and I listened to it half drunk, and I couldn't stop laughing. That's awesome. So, love you, Sam. <laughs> I think he's coming to MGC again this year. Oh, yeah, he is, because I think he's going to the baseball game. Excellent. Yes. So, uh, uh, if you're new to the show, whatever, uh, one of our writers, Eric, uh, he's actually our only freelance writer, quote unquote, because uh, he writes for some other sites. Uh, we noticed a long time ago, uh, like about uh, at least three months ago, at least. We changed our Twitter handle from PS3 Nation to at PS Nation. And uh, I, I, somehow, some way, about five, six weeks ago, I, was, I clicked on Eric's uh, bio, uh, bio on Twitter. And, you know, he says, like, oh, freelance writer for blah, 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 and, and freelance writer for PS Nation. But instead of saying PS Nation, he actually has at PS3 Nation, which is our old Twitter handle from months ago. So we've been kind of joking around about it, and it's become quite a game. To see if maybe Eric listens to the podcast ever, which obviously he doesn't, because uh, as of last week, his bio still still said at PS3 Nation. <laughs> so I, I actually almost forgot, but right before we started recording, I went and checked on Twitter, looked at his profile, and yeah, he still hasn't changed it. No, it's, nice. it's still at PS3 Nation. Yeah, so thank so you everybody yes, for thank being you quiet, for keeping the secret. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Please don't post anything on Twitter. Please don't post anything on Facebook, anything else. This is our little secret, our little joke. Uh, we're, we're hoping now that this lasts until MGC so we can do something really special and maybe reveal it to Eric after MGC with the whole crowd there. I mean, he's not going to be there. We can take a nice picture and say, hey, Eric, look at this. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we're hoping for now. <laughs> it's a bold one because MGC is not until April this year, but uh, it's, it's a goal. It's definitely a goal. That's okay. Let's let's get it up on the scoreboard at uh, that's Miller I, Park. That's what I think we need to do. Yes. And tell him to watch the game. <laughs> well, that'd be kind of difficult. He's like in Ohio. Yeah, well, so? Well, how would he be able to see the game? Uh, MLB? Well, but he's, he's just out of college. You know, he's got his first job. He's not going to have enough money to pay for MLB TV. Plus, oh, I don't please. think he likes baseball. That's like strike two on Eric. Seriously. He hasn't changed his bio. He doesn't like baseball. <laughs> of course, we're speaking for him, and we don't know anything, but. <laughs> that was Glenn that said that, not me. What I do now? What? Ragging on Ohio. 
I'm not ragging on Ohio at all. I never oh, said anything yes, bad about are. Ohio. No, I heard you say it. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, we could though, because that's where Revy's from. Two Hands Revy's from Ohio. Well, that right there negates it being a real state. But uh, uh, the Marquis. Yeah, living in Cleveland. Not, well, I, he, I haven't talked to him for a while. He might he might have been shot. We don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Because he always said that, that his little house that he had there, uh, he had bars in the windows and he'd hear gunshots every night. So I'm not exaggerating. He would, he would actually say that. He was he feared for his life where he lived. But then, of course, you tell him to move and... Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. I, actually, I haven't talked to Marquis for a while. I kind of fear for him now that I think of it. I'm going to have to try to raise him after we record tonight. Make sure he's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah. Good on you, Eric. Thanks for not listening. <laughs> nice job. Although it seems like all of our writers took this week off, so. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, the one thing we know now is none of our writers are Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble. You probably didn't see it on Facebook. But my mom, uh, like. Probably not. My mom <laughs> kind of, like gave me the stink eye i posted on christmas day on facebook i said uh to all my jewish friends enjoy your chinese food tonight (laughs) and she's like go ahead you shouldn't have said that i'm like why (laughs) and then my jewish friends got on there and liked it (laughs) see (laughs) see oh mother (laughs) all right uh we only have like three news items uh so i figured we'd discover these really quick we had to have something something to talk about do we have to? Uh, I don't know. All right. We got a lot of movie stuff to talk about. I don't know if you've seen any of the ones I've seen, though. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, NBA 2K14, oh, something I brought up a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Their server issues are still going on, and it's affecting both PS3 and PS4. And yeah. Xbox, and you know, it's it's affecting everything. Game basically. Boy Advance, yes, yes, and everything with the two K, and it's modes like my team and NBA Today. Uh, it's wherever the the server connection is needed. Yeah, uh, Which it is fails a lot to connect. Out. Yeah, it's a lot. It fails to connect and locks players out entirely. Um, so. Uh, there are no, wait, did you read all the way down to the bottom of this article? Yeah. And this is why I want, wanted to bring this up. Okay. Um, because they're saying that there was a, uh, an update issued last night, uh, actually last night, Sunday night that was supposed to fix all the stuff. And Ronnie 2k, who is the most active out of the group, uh, you know, put a question out there like, Hey, how's, how's your experience right now? And, uh, it, it should be fixed now and everything else. And it was funny because I kind of retweeted it just to, you know, to get it out to the masses. And I swear it was right down the middle. Like half the people, yep, I'm still having tons of problems. The other half, no, it seems working fine. Well, they said, at least when this went up, that uh, the PS, like the current gen or post gen, p- previous gen, some other gen, <laughs> the PS3 <laughs> versions, <laughs> uh, PS3 and 360 were fixed or oh, should okay. be fixed. And the newer ones, PS4 and Xbox One, would be working soon. Ah, okay. Yeah, see, so he didn't say maybe that, that was your 50-50. Yeah. Okay. 
But that's why I wanted to bring it up because I know that uh, we had somebody even post on Facebook today saying, "Hey, does anybody else have any problems with NBA 2K14?" And you know, so I thought we'd bring it up. Yeah, get the word out. That's crazy, though. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I don't get but that should, because this, is, this should tweet or <laughs> this should tweet. This should should teach <laughs> developers that having all this online connectivity can really burn you in the ass. Yeah. And remember when Microsoft wanted to force you to (laughs) be connected all the time or at least check in once a day? Although, I had some pretty major problems over over Christmas week. Yeah? So I took my secondary PS4 with me to my parents' house. Uh, They have a – they redid the bedroom, the spare bedroom, and there's an HDTV in there now. I'm like, oh, sweet. I can bring my PS4. I can – I bought them a Chromecast for it. You know, and, and it's, it was nice because I was going to stay for the – I had to go early for the Packer game and I was just going to stay, you know, and, and do Christmas and everything else. So the PS4 that I took with me is not set up as my quote-unquote primary PS4. And okay. PSN obviously got hammered like crazy on Christmas Day and a bunch of stuff was down, uh, you know, services, whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't get to any of my digital titles on my PS4. I was getting a message right away saying could not verify license, all kinds of stuff, because it does when it's not your primary PS4, it actually checks for that license at random intervals. And it'll actually pop up a little thing in the right hand corner saying, you know, uh license is verified. It even didn't want me uh I was in Netflix and I got a little message that said, uh Netflix will turn off in fifteen minutes. We haven't been able to verify the license. But then it worked. Like all of a sudden about ten minutes later it popped up, license verified. That really got to me because, you know, obviously, if you read into a lot of things, you kind of know about that. But that really sucks balls because I I, I didn't want <laughs> – I wanted to play Resogun and I wanted to play Zen Pinball too because it came out on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, you know. And, and I wanted to play those games and none of them would work. None of them would pop up at all. They would just air out on, on launch. I don't get that though, because what happened to you can have stuff on two exactly like two PS3s, two Vitas. You should have two PS4s. No, they changed it, it with PS4 because they made that whole. They, they talked about that, that whole you thing can where go anywhere that you can go to anybody's PS4 and and even download games that you own and everything and play them on there, which well, is, is true. Yeah, but this whole verification thing every ten fifteen minutes if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's bullshit. The, it shouldn't let me download it. You should be. Uh, you should. No matter what, you should have two. Yes, I agree. And then beyond that, it can check for licenses. Every do whatever the fuck it wants. But you should always have two. Yeah, that you can just use because fuck. But think about that. <laughs> like, let's say we bring that PS4 to MGC next year. If yeah. I bring my secondary PS4, nothing's going to work if I don't have connectivity. And there is. There's. Usually terrible connectivity. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we were in a rare situation over the Christmas week because PSN just got pounded to hell because everybody was getting their new PS4s on Christmas morning and all that stuff. And it wasn't just them. Xbox Live was having problems. Wii U or the, the Wii Network or whatever they call it, that was having a lot of problems. They don't, have, they don't call it any. They yeah, whatever it they the call internet. it. <laughs> they, they, they took the eShop <laughs> offline, actually, because they're having so many problems with like all these people buying Pokemon stuff or something. Uh, pathetic. I'm sorry, but <laughs> our, our store's down because too many people are buying Pokemon. Oh, man. Yeah. 
But I mean, that, it, it really bothered me, you know. And I mean, I had discs with me, so I threw Battlefield on, or I threw Killzone on, and whatever. But you know, Zen came out. I downloaded it. I had a lot of problems with the download because the store was already getting pounded on Christmas Eve, and I couldn't even, even though I'd already launched it on that system. Because they verify at whatever interval, I couldn't launch it the next time I wanted to try it because the the service was down. Basically, that's just crazy. Yeah, that's bullshit. So either well, I, I have to like make sure that. to take my primary PS4 with me on the road now, or if I take my secondary PS4, I know white white guy problems or whatever, first world problems. <laughs> yeah. So now, if I take my second one, I have to make sure to create or make that the primary before I leave on the PSN. I was not a happy camper, and I even tweeted it. And the funny thing is, I tried to tweet it from the share functionality, and the network was getting pounded so hard that it didn't even tweet for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Man. It was was kind of eye-opening that day. That's not cool. I agree. So. (sighs) I don't even know where we were. Sorry. No, I'm just thinking about that. So. I, I don't know. I, I just I don't like now, that idea. Disc based games work fine, but it was the, so? the total digital <laughs> titles that worked, or that didn't work. Yeah, that's a problem. But even Playroom wouldn't work. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this is a problem. Yeah. So what I, I what I should have done just as a test. Because I should have unplugged the Ethernet to see if, you know, if it doesn't have a signal at all, if it would still do that. You know what I mean? Uh, so that was the one thing I forgot to do. Yeah. I'd be yeah. really interested to find that out. So I, I got I to gotta plug that in back up here in my, in my office on Wednesday when I get back. So I'm going to try that on Wednesday. Yeah, because seriously, they've said mm-hmm. you don't need to be online to play your games. But I think they mean you don't need to be online on your primary system to play. That's what scares me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried. That's crap. Yeah. That's crap. I agree. If that's the way it's going to be, yeah. I'm going to be tweeting and uh, emailing. And nobody will listen to me. Exactly. Yep. So... God, this new online world. See, everybody called you a kook. Everybody yeah. called you a conspiracy theorist, Josh. Yep. Look at them now. Suck it, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and, and continuing on this trend a little bit, uh, Sony is actually going to be dropping online play for some PS3 games in 2014, including... What? This one, well, this one doesn't surprise <laughs> me too much. Gran Turismo 5. What? Because Grand Turismo 6 is way better. What? Uh, but the Resistance trilogy, they're going to be taken offline in 2014. Yeah, that's kind of sad. That, I mean, at least leave Resistance 3 on because it's really good. Obviously, they've looked at the numbers yeah. and decided it's not economical to right. leave it on. And uh, also, as of January 28, 2014, the online connectivity for MAG, SOCOM Special Forces, and SOCOM Confrontation will also cease to be... Well, that kind of sucks because Mag and one of those SOCOMs, they're only online. Exactly. Yeah. But Confrontation, a lot of people weren't playing anymore because SOCOM 4 came out. But actually, Confrontation, I it took a long time for them to patch it to be good, but it actually got to be pretty good. It still wasn't SOCOM, but now we have HR to rely on. 
That's from uh, David Sears, who was one of the original SOCOM guys. <sighs> yeah. That's looking good, though. I'm, I'm excited for that one. So there you go. PS3 games already starting to drop. I, I don't. I don't really understand this honestly. And like you said, they must have some numbers that are saying people just aren't playing them. But I really hope this isn't some kind of behind-the-scenes push to get people to move to PS4. Because there's over 80 million people on PS3s, and I, it just doesn't seem right. So I don't think that's the issue. But you never know. No, I. I don't think it has anything to do with the PS4. I think it's really just there aren't enough people playing it anymore. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, SOCOM Confrontation and MAG are both online only, so uh, I guess you won't be playing those games anymore, ever. Uh, As long as they leave Warhawk up, that's all that matters. Well, yeah. I really got the Jones to play that game today, too, and I didn't have time. Well... All right, you need to be online for all this next stuff. <laughs> True. Uh, so let's hope the network doesn't go down. Uh, the PlayStation Plus stuff for January has been announced. Huge. And now this yeah. is for the this is for North America. This isn't for Europe. For North America. Uh, for North America, for the PS4, you're getting Don't Starve, which I'll be streaming this week. Okay. For PS3, you better beat both of these. (laughs) Bioshock Infinite, DMC, The New Devil May Cry, and Brothers, uh, A Tale of Two Sons. Which is an interesting game. Well, that's good. I wanted to play that, but I just was waiting for a sale or something, but this will (laughs) work. This is even better. (laughs) Uh, And Vita... You're getting smart as and worms battle islands as long as you don't have a hundred uh, apps on your <laughs> Vita. You're all good to go there. Uh, smart as is a fun game. I, I the problem well, is I, I I hit a couple of things in it that I really didn't like too much and I I I stopped playing it and I probably shouldn't have. But uh, they do these things with camera with the camera every now and then where it says like find something red or find something blue. And I'm like laying in bed playing the game. I go, well, come on. Yeah. So that kind of bothered me. Uh, I'm glad that they put smart ass up because I felt that that was ridiculously overpriced it was. right from the start. Yeah. I, I, I haven't played it yet, obviously, but it looked to me to be a download type title. It should not have been a full 30 or $40 price title as it yeah. was. I think yeah. it was 30 bucks when it came out, which just, that seemed way too, I, that's, that's not as rapey as angry Birds star Wars at, oh. at 60 bucks on the PS three. That's unreal that they think they can do that. And people are buying it. I remember it, walking it, through Best Buy on Christmas Eve and I saw uh, on sale star Wars, angry birds for like 50 bucks, like on sale. <sighs> really? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this always seemed a bit overpriced to me. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I'll. Well, I won't try it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean it's worth playing. It, it, there's actually some cool stuff in it. But the one no, that really well, bothered me was the whole. Oh, and actually, we were catching errors in it. I remember Chris and I both had it for uh, for review, and we were catching things in it that were wrong. 
Huh. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'll, I'll put it in my download list. And, you know, if <laughs> ever the Vita gets a cool update that can let me use it, then I'll download it. And that'd be great. When they make that change, finally, you're going to be seen as a visionary, Josh. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I know. Well, I think it will. Uh, I'm going to have hope. I fear that it's one of those uh one of those PS3 um group chat type things nah. that it's just never going to happen for some some odd hardware reason that we're unaware of. I th- I think if that were the case they wouldn't have released a 64 gig card. I really do. Well, for but in their mind a 64 gig card is where you get some big games. You get some smaller games, and then you put your music and your videos on there because that's what you're going to do. I I really – I think they'll be able to patch it. Uh, Maybe I should go to CES and corner somebody. Yeah. It's not like I have a job after tomorrow. Exactly. Buy more stuff at Amazon, people. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We got E3 to pay for. I can quit. We gotta pay for the world tour somehow. <sighs> yeah. So what we, well, actually, what do we think in Scotland? And then London, uh, and then I, I say Munich over Berlin. Uh, I could do that. Okay. Definitely Scotland. Scotland is freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, London is pretty awesome. I'm half too. Scottish. I think either I, Scottish or Irish. I have to look that up again. I'd like to cruise through Langford in Wales. You know, since <laughs> isn't that like a prison population or something? Uh, it's kind of like a mini nope. Australia. Nope. <laughs> it's the most awesome little town in Wales. Uh, and well, and Wales is where they were filming uh, Torchwood. Mm. And I think some of Doctor Who. I thought they were filming Doctor Who there for a while. Maybe not. Uh, but I know Torchwood was cool. So, yeah, there's that. London's really cool. London. I really like London, yeah. Uh, we do this world tour do. and like five people would show up every time. That's okay. <laughs> I'd start That's crying. Okay. I'll play to those five people. Yeah. <laughs> Talk our hearts out. Yep. Well, at and that we point, never if only five people showed up, we would just have them all on the podcast with us. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I just ordered that little <laughs> module for our portable recorder. So we have two more microphone ports. We'll have six microphone ports. So one person has to share. No, we're not recording these because people didn't pay to come see it. <laughs> people didn't come to see it. So fuck them. No way. Because if, if we're in Scotland, <clears throat> oh, dude, or in Germany, especially go to a, like a do it from a beer hall. You could just hear me get drunker and drunker. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh how many yeah, liters did I been... drink again, Pete, when I was down in Cincinnati? Email me. Was it six? Yeah. I've never been to continental Europe. Continental. And I would like to. Well, we get on the Eurorail and we could actually, like, when we're going from London to Germany, we can make a pit stop in Brussels, go to the, uh, go to the uh, um, Delirium Cafe like I did when I was there and sit down there for 12 hours and just have a blast. You know. If we must. Well, you know. <laughs> so buy more stuff at Amazon, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What the hell were we talking about? Oh, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, this is a huge month. I, I, 
a lot of people are freaked out that they actually got Bioshock Infinite this soon. Yeah, but, that's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, a great game. Needs to be played by a lot of people. I really like that DMC game. Uh, I w- you know, I'm not a big Devil May Cry guy, but I finished it, which is surprising. But at the same time, people kind of call that the problem with that game is that it's, if people that couldn't finish the other Devil May Cry games could finish this, then it's too easy. Huh. Yeah. Well, and I don't think I got to it, but Worms Battle Islands uh, is also going to be on the Vita. That one I haven't tried. And Dropbox is awesome. Sure. <laughs> uh, I just got a little notification on my computer here that pictures have been added to Dropbox, and I just took a quick look, and Hail Baby is upstairs dressed in a little dinosaur outfit. Oh, my God. It's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's how he's going to daycare tomorrow because it's wear your pajamas to school day tomorrow. So You didn't get him like a uh, a, a Crash Bandicoot or? No, he likes Broby. He likes uh, from Yo Gabba Gabba. He loves Broby. Or uh, like send him in a Kratos pajamas. Hey, do they have those for children? I'm sure they do somewhere. I don't know. You're in New York City. There, there's things there everywhere. You can find somebody to make those for you. Uh, oh. Some little, some little sweatshop down, you know, in some back alley. Yeah. Uh, well, I watch, I watch the CSI shows. I watch Law and Order. I know these things exist. Speaking about sweatshops, uh, Lou is working on something right now. Oh boy. And she's she, Chinese. If she does it right, that's what I keep telling her. Get back to the sweatshop because <laughs> uh, she has this week off. Oh. I'm like, get back to the sweatshop. Uh, <laughs> she's working on something right now and if it works out and she does it right, she's also making one for you Oh, and I will bring them to MGC and you will wet your pants. Oh, well that could happen. I'm getting awesomeness. Old. Yes. I, well, you wet your pants anyway, but then you'll see how awesome it is and you'll wet them again. <laughs> Pooped them. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right. Uh, what we're playing and watching. Since you have a review, I guess maybe you should go first. Okay. Uh, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 4. Nice. On both again. When you're done with the PS4 one, do you think you could send that to me for a little while? Uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to be done this game. Well, you don't. <laughs> you know like, when you get to the point where you're not playing is. it anymore, I, would, I actually would like to play it. All right. I'll send I've got it my to save you. file up on the cloud and everything. and. All right, I'll send it to you, and then when you're done with it, send it back, because then I'll, ki- I'll continue. I'll just play with the PS3 one until that one comes back. Or I'm looking for it on sale or something, because, um, you know, I had that version that was out before the system came out and everything, but yeah, uh, it, I can't patch it, so I don't have the, the cool visual patch and all that stuff. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so I played that. I played the hell out of Skylander Swap Force. <laughs> Uh, I'm reviewing both of those Mm -hmm. and, uh, played some FIFA 14. Nice. On the PS4. Liking it? Yes. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, it looks really good. It's very nice. Plays well. Uh, and that was about it. Oh, well, yeah, that was about it for what I played. For what I watched, though, uh, uh, we watched the Muppet movie, the original. Nice. On Blu-ray. I love that movie. And Hell Baby watched it for about 
10, 15 minutes and then fell asleep. <laughs> well, and well, we continued. <laughs> I love that movie um, so much. And the uh, Studio Ghibli thing that um, I forgot to mention that hmm. where they did the, the music and I can't find it in here. I'm looking for the title of it. <laughs> the Studio Ghibli music thingy? Yes. On Blu-ray and DVD? <laughs> On Blu-ray. No, here it is. Joe Hisaishi. Hisaishi. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm messed up. In There's like Budokan. eight balls in a row. You really can't uh, figure that one out. Yeah, it was 25 years of uh, music hmm. that he had done, basically. And... Man, it is so impressive. Uh, Hannah and Dina sent this to me. Uh, what the hell? Just to check it out. I gotta Jeez. send it back. Oh, I gotta send it back. It's like a sixty-seven dollar Blu-ray because it's from Japan. It's only in Japanese. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she she tweeted me about it, or she sent me a message about it. I was like, oh, that looks so freaking awesome. But there's no way I'm paying for that. And just out of nowhere, she sent it to me. Said, here, check it out. Wow. And send it back. Um, it's really cool uh, because they do it at Budokan, you know, this huge arena, basically. Well, it's not worth doing unless it's at Budokan. Um, it's like cheap trick. They they fill the stage, and then on the left and right behind the stage, they have two choirs going back there. Really, and and the back of the the back of the stage is a children's choir, essentially. And the entire stage is filled with an orchestra. It's amazing. Wow. It's, you know, you watch these movies and the music is great, but you don't really think about what goes into making this music. I mean, they should do this for a lot more stuff. Seeing a huge orchestra like this play this music live, it's just magical. (laughs) It really is amazing to see. Um, And the cool thing is like the, the heads of the studio were there and they stood up at one point and it was, it was like a whole celebration basically. Sure. Um, and it was, it's really, really cool. If you're really into the movies and that music, I would say, get it. It's really expensive, but it's probably worth it. If you're, if you're really into it. Um, but yeah, it's not cheap, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's really cool. Uh, you know, they have on screen behind the orchestra, they'll, they'll play uh, parts of the movies uh, that, that they're playing the music from. Um, but it's, man, it's amazing. Well, it's up, somebody's got it up on YouTube. <laughs> well, all right, you can do that. <laughs> it's you not going to be as good, jerk. though. It's just going to be stereo and... <laughs> yeah. It's it's really cool. Uh, they cover like a bunch of a bunch of uh, the the bigger uh, movies actually, cool. which is really cool. So uh, really dig that. And out of nowhere, because I can't send anything out on my PS Nation account right now, I still haven't fixed that. I can receive emails, but I can't send emails. Um, <sighs> 
I got one saying, hey, guess what? Being Human, the complete third season, is available for review because it comes out next week. Uh, the Now, is this the U.S. one or is it the... U.S. Okay. U.S. Uh, the fourth season is starting in two weeks. You know, and they're they're doing a big push for it, and I was like, "Oh, that'd probably be cool." And I was like, nah, "But I don't know if I have time, and I can't yeah. send an email anyway." So, um, so I just didn't say anything, and it just showed up at my door, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> because I I guess it is a big push for this. Uh, now I'd seen some of the British one, yeah, and I kept. You know, I kept seeing the the stuff for the U.S. one, and I just never got around to watching it. It's on. It's one of those that's on my list. Yeah, you yeah. know, if I this is one I have to watch. And they're already through the third season at this point. Now this shows up at my door, and I'm I'm conflicted here. I'm like, all right, I need to watch it because I need to review it. But at the same time, I want to watch the first two seasons. I don't want to just jump in and be like, what? Yeah, be kind of a mess. <laughs> but I did. I had to. So I watched one episode. I'm like, all right, I'll just watch one and see what's going on. Finished it. And then I and then I watched five more. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I, I'd uh, see, I couldn't get into it. I watched the BBC one and then I watched the American one, and I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I have to go back and watch the first season because maybe there's something going on in the first season or two that just doesn't work. Um, or you know maybe it's. Ah, crap. <laughs> Dropping stuff here. Uh, maybe it's like every other TV show where, you know, the first season sucks. Maybe. Because they're still trying to find their footing. They're still trying to break out from the shadow of the BBC version. Sure. Uh, so that's entirely possible. I don't know. Jumping right in, uh, just having like some background on what the BBC, what the, what the story is basically, you know? Mm-hmm. but not really knowing the first two seasons. It's fine. I think um, they, they do a lot of flashbacks. They do a, you know, last season on because there were, there was a lot of stuff that happened the previous yeah. season. Yeah. Um, a lot of major things happened and this jumps right into the aftermath of all that. Uh, so there's a bunch of flashbacks early on and, you know, sort of explanations as to try to get you up to speed. And I didn't really feel all that lost. Um, you know, they explain things pretty well as they go. Uh, and it's really good so far. I really, really like it. So now I need to go back. I need to f- go back and watch the first two seasons and I need to finish this. But um, – it's very impressive. Uh, I haven't gotten to any of the bonus stuff yet. I'm going to look at that uh, this week. I'll do a review of this next week. Cool. Um, but it's got a behind-the-scenes thing. It's got the San Diego Comic-Con panel from 2013. Oh, boy. Which I love it when they do that. They, yeah. They stick Comic-Con panels on here because those are always awesome uh, for all these shows. Uh, interviews with the cast and uh, blooper reel, of course. So. Of course. Um, but it's 13 episodes, so it shouldn't be terribly difficult to, to get through. Nah, you burn through that. The cast is good. It's, uh, uh, the dude that played, uh, Jimmy Olsen in the bad Superman. Superman Returns. Yes. Yeah. And. I think he's the werewolf, if I remember right. 
Yes. Yeah. And the dude that plays Crashdown in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Is the vampire dude. Yes. Uh, that's that's the whole deal with it. If anybody doesn't know what this is, I'm, I realize just now that I'm just going on and on about this. And everybody's like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, being it's because human, I knew what it was, so I wasn't asking yeah. you to. Yeah. Yeah. So being human, it was a, it was a BBC series originally. Um, and the idea was that uh, there are – there's a, a vampire, uh, a couple of werewolves and a ghost – uh, that are living in just this house, yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to—they're trying not to be the vampire, the werewolf, and the, you know that like the vampire is trying not to go out and kill everybody. Right. And the they're werewolf trying to be is trying, normal. They're trying to be human. Yes. That's the whole idea of being human. Uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. Uh, you get it. So they kind of they live together and they work with each other to try to. You know, overcome all this stuff. Um, and there's major, major plot points and twists that get you into that third season because uh, some people are not what they used to be. Right. So there's major twists and how everybody deals with that now in this third season. Um, but it's cool. I mean, the cast is actually really good. Uh, the scripts for at least the first couple episodes that I watched are are tight, you know, they're, they're really good. It's, I like the way they film it. Um, it's pretty dark, uh, throughout, but then they'll oversaturate, uh, the colors at times. And for very specific reasons, you know, whether it's a flashback, whether it's, uh, right. a character's point of view and something is happening to that character, you know, they'll really mess with the picture a lot. Um, and it gives it a really unique look. So it's cool. Um, nice. I like it so far, but I'll do a, a full review of that next week. And uh, the other day with Hell Baby kind of in and out because he's badly, badly teething again over the weekend. Um, Christ, how many, how many to, teeth does this kid have? It's the back teeth were coming oh, in and they ugh. were just killing him. Oh, it was bad for days. But um, – son. He seemed to come out of it on Sunday, but he was sleeping a lot. So we got totally caught up on Arrow. Ah, uh, you're all the way now, huh? Dude. Oh, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> How much oh more could gosh. they jam into those last two episodes? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that was crazy. And I was excited. Like, the the Flash shows up and I'm yeah. like, oh, they're going to spin this off. This well, could be so cool. And there's actually a YouTube video out there. Showing, uh, you know, how at the end when Barry is in the lab, it's almost shot for shot on how it happens on the old Flash TV series. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, like almost exactly. There's a YouTube video comparing them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, but uh, the problem is I don't know the Arrow universe that much. So the bad guy that shows up, I don't know who he is. You know what I mean? Like what character he's supposed to be from the comic books. The guy with the funky mask? No, the eye patch. Oh, the oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. We're trying to be very cryptic. Yes, we are. Yes, but I mean, how, I can't believe how much crap they crammed into those last two episodes. It was just like, oh my god, oh my yeah. god, oh my god. It was yeah. just nonstop. Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. I, I really do hope that they 
get him like a walk on or just a simple, Dude, simple cameo in the Superman Batman movie. They're, now they're casting not only Wonder Woman, now they're talking about a Green Green Lantern. Uh, they're trying to make we, this a Justice League movie and it's gonna be a piece of shit. It probably will be if they jam all them in. It's not just at that once. they're not getting the right actors for the roles. Mm. Because they were t- the big rumor now is that they were trying to get Denzel Washington to be Green Lantern, which is I love Denzel Washington, but no way. He's, he just doesn't seem right for that part. No, and I don't see him doing it either. But who knows? He, seem, uh, yeah, he just I, seems too old for that part. But it's just getting it's getting to be like a night of, night of a thousand stars now, and it's going to be a total piece of shit. <sighs> they might as well just start using Adam West. <laughs> And well, do he the, keeps do asking. Like How things on the screen? And well, I would Adam, love West, Adam keeps, West made a minute appearance. He keeps begging for a. I mean, Marvel sticks Stan Lee in every movie. They should stick Adam well, West in there somewhere. He, I know, but they should stick Adam West in yeah. there somewhere, just as a background character, just have. as a one-line guy, just to be there. Yes, like a newspaper man or something. Just something. Just, yeah. Just a nod saying, yes, look. But I don't you know, want him in this new Batman. one because everybody's going to be in it. It's going to be a total piece of crap. You <sighs> heard it here first. The Superman Batman movie is going to be awful. That's why Chris Nolan and his wife both pulled out of the movie. Is it because of Batfleck? That's a major portion of it. <laughs> I don't know. Major I, portion I, of it. I don't know. I Crap. I just don't know. But like I said, I, Gal Gadot, she's gorgeous, great actress. But she is not Wonder Woman. It's it's just it's terrible. Mm. Sorry, no, no. I I don't know. I I want them to do this right. I really do. But I'm afraid they are. They're they're getting so they they had such a huge reaction. Yeah. To Batman Superman. That now they're just going overboard, thinking, "Well, all right, if if everybody loved well, that, well then the let's Avengers put this one in, and then so let's big. jam this one, and let's jam this one in, and let's, yeah, guy, you know, Jim the Man Avengers the worked because they slowly built up all the different characters and, over a series of films, and they established all those characters in separate films, yeah, and they kept those same actors when they went to the Avengers, except for the Hulk, yeah, well, yeah, but for good reason, Third Hulk." Yeah, because yeah. Edward Norton was a, a high maintenance, from what I heard. Very yes, yes, and that's why they said, "Okay, we don't need you. We yeah, can go on without actually, you." Man, <laughs> Ruffalo is, made that character. He was so he did. freaking awesome. Yeah, I really wanted to see Ed Norton in that role carried all the way through, but Ruffalo really, really kind of stole the show. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, damn, yeah. I'm, Marvel really, they're showing that they know what they're doing, and DC just still has their heads up their asses, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's Warner. Warner doesn't know what the... F- I mean, come on, like, Warner Video Games? Freaking is, is is the distributor and, and publisher for Lego Marvel superheroes. <laughs> what the... F- well... But you get that. I, was, I know, but I, Warner, Warner's really got their heads up their asses about this whole DC thing, and I really wish... Honestly, I wish Disney would buy DC, too. I really do, because Warner doesn't know what to do with them. They have them for years. It's a mess. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. 
Yeah, that kind of sucks. They they don't have that one person in there that can just be the the end all be all and make the decisions and guide yeah. the franchises. Yeah, all together. They don't have their uh, Aviarid. Yeah, and Marvel's really lucky that they have that because yep. he's the only reason that we're seeing all this badass stuff come along. Yep. Uh, but did you see? Did you hear about what Sony's doing with uh, Spider Man? With with Spider Man now. It was on. Uh, Are they going to the let last... him make an appearance in the next Avengers? <laughs> no. Oh, which sucks. Um, but it was on the last um, uh, Babylon. Oh crap! I can't remember what it is. They're doing something with uh, the villains. And well, the new trailer looks it? interesting. I don't know the Spider-Man universe enough to really have any opinion about it. I know I saw a couple of people who were like, ah, I don't like it, but I'm still going to see it. Yeah. I, the first one, it had its moments, It was terrible, um, but I think it just kind of fell apart in places. Um, and that whole third act fell apart. It really did. Yeah. It, it was a mess. Um, oh, I can't remember what it is, but they, they talked about it and they talked about how they're setting it up for, uh, they're setting up all the villains basically. Okay. Uh, and uh, the name escapes me. Um, <laughs> well, there's Electro and there's Rhino in this one. Yeah, but there's there's a like a goblin. there's like a league of villains or something. I can't the 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 name of it is just oh, yeah, completely out of my mind. I don't know Marvel. right now. Um, but they're bringing them all together and doing a movie with all of them. Oh, the villains are coming next. That's interesting. And, and, but this is part of, and Sony is being, I, I get it. They're being protective and they're being uh, a little dicky in a way because <laughs> a little, they could let it revert back to Marvel and let the sinister six. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've they're heard doing of that. a sinister six. Movie. Okay. Um, at least that's the plan. Um, so, they're doing. They're also going to do a Venom movie, just Venom, which that could, could be, be awesome. Well, it could, but if they make him a hero, people are going to be pissed. I don't think they will. If they're doing a Sinister Six movie, I, I think they they get the idea because they're watching what what Marvel's doing, and they're like, "Fuck!" If if they're doing a, a crazy animated one with the galaxies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think we could probably do like a Venom and a Sinister Six movie. Why not? Sure. People seem to want this, you know. So the idea that they're gonna they're gonna pull those out and they're actually gonna do it, they're doing it because Sony has to make Sony has to keep making Spider Man property movies, right? Uh, every like 18 months or so, whatever it is. I don't think and it's if that they don't, much. I think it's like every two or three years. I I think it's shorter than that. Um, because they, if they don't have those movies either in production or out released, uh, it, the property reverts back to Marvel. Right. And that's and, why the last one sucked because they got it going. So, and that's why Spider-Man three sucked, but because they don't have enough time to develop these scripts and they're freaking shooting the movie while they're still writing the script. Yeah. Well, but that's their that's their whole thing, and that's that's why I'm saying they're being a little dicky. I mean, it's money for them; it's big money, and for them to just walk away from money like that would be insane. Exactly. But 
at the same time, it would be really cool if they could find a way to just, you know, have him do a walk on. Yeah. In the in the Marvel movies, in the Avengers movies, yeah. and it, you know, just I mean, fuck, I've talked about this before. It's Paramount and was it Fox got together and financed Titanic, right? Because whoever had it first, I guess Paramount had it first, and James Cameron was going so overboard, so over budget that they were flipping out, and they're like, "We need to like." like spread this around here. We're going to get killed. (laughs) And they said, Fox, you want in on this? And Fox was like, James Cameron. Sure. (laughs) And they jumped in on it and helped finance part of it. Well, then they shared in the profits, you know? And of course, Marvel's like, fuck you. We're making billions. We don't need to share the profits, but help us out here. (laughs) I mean, come on. You've got your, your fantastic four. They're off with Fox too. Yeah. And and they're going to be redone again because they have to keep redoing them if they want to hold on to them as a franchise. God. And same thing with Spider-Man. I, I never got the Fantastic Four, personally. The it first one was watchable. Thing. The second one was absolutely atrocious. No, but even as a comic, I just never oh, got yeah. it. Um, I, I, and I thought the casting for that was terrible. I thought Mr. Fantastic was good. I thought the rest of the cast... Well, well I the, thought, the, what's I his thought name Vic Mackey was good as, uh, as the rock guy, but I don't know. Yeah, it's funny how but, Chris Evans was was yeah. the Human Torch, and now he's Captain America. Yeah, Chris Evans, I think, was wrong for that. And Jessica Alba, as much as I think she's super hot, she was <laughs> terrible for that. She was. She was awful. She was the worst person to pick for that. That was one of those... You know, Hollywood casting. Ooh, let's get the biggest stars of the day right now and stick them in here. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter how they work or whether they're right for the part. They're the biggest stars, biggest names. Get them in there. Um, it just didn't work. No. Uh, my, my friend loved Dr. Doom. That was one of his favorite characters ever. That guy's actually uh, it's Julian something. Um. Yeah, I don't even remember. I I didn't even see. I saw like three quarters of the first movie, and I was like, I can't watch this. It's Julian Julian McMahon. Mm. I like him. He's actually a good actor, and I thought he was pretty good for that role. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, the first one, it you could. Well, it was funny because the first one they had actually had to shoot a bunch of stuff after they were done shooting the movie because the Incredibles came out, and the Incredibles are essentially the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. With some you know some changes here and there, and they did so much with his wife in the Incredibles, and they went, uh, "We're barely doing anything with uh, Mister Fantastic in this." Hmm. So they went back and shot a bunch of uh, of new effect shots for the first Fantastic Four, because the Incredibles, well, it's still a better movie anyway, but it was just blowing yeah. them out of the water in terms of how they use the characters. Hmm. Personally, I, I say so. bring back Re- Rebecca Staub. Rebecca Staub. She was in the Fantastic Four that was made in the 80s by, um, oh or I think like the early 90s by, uh, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? Um, Roger Corman. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had that on videotape. We got that movie from a comic book convention in the early 90s in Kansas City, or like the late I 80s, early 90s. That. Oh, yep. that, was a, that, that never came out. It never came out in theaters, but you could get it on tape. There were bootlegs. 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was like a three-hour cut that we had, and um, uh, yeah, it, it's did you terrible. hear that? What? Hail baby is here! Yay! Come here, little man, wearing his awesome dinosaur outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Hi. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. That's the best you got, pretty much. Oh man, that, that? Movie, that movie came out in '94. Hey, buddy. Glenn is on. Hey, buddy. Can you say, "Where's mommy? Where's mommy?" Now he's sitting in front of the mic. Talk to everybody. <laughs> oh, he's grabbing the mic. Don't do that. No, you're not going to talk. He's not going to talk. He's Aww. looking around, trying to figure everything out. <laughs> That's the best we're going to get. <laughs> he wants to play with the keyboard and everything. Oh, well. Okay, oh, so right. I was actually wrong. It was not directed by him. It was uh, directed by Ole Sasson. <laughs> but I think Roger Corman like, produced it or something. He, yeah. yeah. I think he did. I remember he was yeah. involved. That's crazy, though. Yeah, that was from 1994. Stop. 1994 came out. Jeez. Yep. I remember going to the comic book, comic book convention in Kansas City with my buddy Mike Swink. Um, <laughs> and we found it. And we picked it up. And watched it. And laughed. And laughed. And laughed. And laughed. I, I don't know. I can't even imagine that thing. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> like cardboard sets. Just terrible. <laughs> but she was still better than uh, Jessica Alba. Sorry. Well, yeah, Jessica Alba is terrible. Oh, she was movie. she was good in a couple things. She was good in Machete. Well, in that movie, I'm saying she's terrible. Yeah, yeah, she's what? awful. Well, now he's getting all antsy. Uh-oh. Did you just take a picture of him? Uh, Lou did. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting on my lap and I'm here, like, recording and... Or I'll tweet that. There you go. <laughs> Jeez. He's got such a great dinosaur outfit on. This is awesome, man. You're going to wear this to school? <laughs> <clears throat> All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, your turn. Okay, so played a lot of Kills on Shadowfall last week. Uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've been neglecting that game. Really wanted to get back into, into it, even though I get a lot of crap from Stoffinator. Like, don't play it. I don't like it. I'm Canadian. I don't like thinking games that are good. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that and really having a great time with it. I, I don't know why I've been neglecting it. It's, it's an absolute blast to play. I've been doing pretty well on it, too. Uh, but, yeah, loving it. Loving it. So we need to get some more people on to play some Killzone. Uh, played some more Battlefield 4. It's still pretty stable. Haven't had a crash uh, in, in a long time, actually. And running really smooth. Voice is still not working that great, but we've got party chat for that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's working really well. And... I think I'm up to like level 40 so far, which is nothing compared to like Stoffinator who has no life and doesn't have to work apparently and is up to like 90 or something. Now nice. I'm going to get a, a message on, on the PSN. I'm not 90, I'm 99, Ash. You should know that, eh? Um, <laughs> played some of the Lego Marvel superheroes. It's, uh, it's obviously a port. It's definitely a port. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cleaner graphics, uh, but there's a lot of pop in, you know, that kind of, that sort of thing still. But it's a fun game. 
I was having some problems with some of the things, like didn't know what, what to do, where to go, that kind of you know that sort of thing every now and then. But uh, the writing is really good uh, overall so far. Like the little story elements, uh, the stuff they do with Spider-Man is really funny. Like he has these lines, like I don't know if I have time to do that. I mean, I'm so angsty, yeah. and I have to worry about my girlfriend getting kidnapped. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, they really did some very very awesome lines. Yeah, in there. yeah. Uh, I actually got uh, the Hulk stuck once. I had to restart a level in, in Sand Central Station. Um, mm. So I got him stuck in a spot and I had to restart. But, I mean, it's a fun game. I've been playing it more. That's why I haven't sent it to you yet. Uh, but I'll, I'll get it off to you. Uh, but, yeah, it's been fun. And, and really good soundtrack, too. But uh, fun game. You know, it's it's a lot of effects, a lot of action. Um, yeah, neat. Uh, let's cool. see here. Lego Pim... Or, I'm sorry. Lego Pinball 2. Uh, Zen Pinball 2. I've been playing a lot of that on the PS4. <laughs> Actually getting uh, some pretty good scores. I don't know if you're hearing all that dong, 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 dong. That's no. Hell Baby tapping on the keyboard oh. and <laughs> making the other computer. He's going to freak out because he just wants to play with the keyboard here now. Oh, now I can hear it when you're not talking. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave. He just wants to play with the keyboard. Go ahead. Go ahead. You play with it. Glenn, you can keep talking. <laughs> Getting some more scores on it. Uh, you know, it, it's it's nice to have it on the PS4. Uh, but, Yeah. And also found out that the the table for the PS3 that we've had for a long time that we haven't been able to talk about sounds like everything is going to be resolved pretty quickly, so we'll be able to maybe show that new table off soon, hopefully. So I'm really excited. Uh, those of you in Europe and those of you in the U.S., maybe check your trophy list for the game. You might know what it is because the trophy is no. actually in there already. So you'll be able to find out what the next table is. Um, and then a new game. I uh, I'd seen some of this... You know, kind of floating around for the last few months, and I didn't realize it came out, and it did. Uh, a little game called Mutant Muds Deluxe. So this is actually done in 12-bit graphics, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, really good-looking game, though, for, for being in 12-bit. Uh, it's basically an action platformer, very old school. You have a jump and you have a fire, and that's it. You don't have any special moves. You can actually float with your jetpack a little bit. Um, skills-based platformer. But the cool thing is you can actually jump into a plane in the background and you can also jump into the plane in the foreground. And all that stuff scrolls at the same time. It's gorgeous. Like the forced perspective they have in it looks great. Uh, it's a very fun game. It's also cross-buy for, for Vita and PS3. It's also cross-save between the two. Uh, it looks fantastic on both. It looks stunning on the, on the Vita's OLED screen. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I've been, I've been playing it for a while. It is not an easy game, though. It's very, very skills-based. Uh, if you like, it's not as hard as a Mega Man game, but it, it definitely has that feel to a certain extent. Uh, but the little jetpack thing, it's a little bit slower paced than a Mega Man game. Uh, and a fun little story. So it, it's it's a pretty cheap game. So far, I would definitely recommend it to anybody. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm very surprised by that one. Not really surprised, just impressed. Also, for PlayStation Plus, we got Sonic, Sonic Transformed uh, Racing on the Vita. The, the second kart racer, it's fantastic on the Vita, as if there was any doubt. It is. Yeah, so I was playing that a lot today at lunch and uh, really having a good time with that. So definitely going to spend some more time on that one. And then another game that we got for review uh, that Dave forgot about, poor Dave, uh, but I actually have a copy of it too, uh, a game called Final Exam. So this came, uh, this came out a couple weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago. And I thought it was kind of an overhead perspective, like kind of like a dead nation thing, but with weapons instead of guns. 
like hand weapons. And I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it's actually more old school side scroller. And it actually uh, reminds me more of like a Metroid style game to a certain extent. Uh, but not Metroid in terms of the weapons you have and that you know you start with nothing and you go up. You actually start with something right away. You have a couple different characters to choose from. Each of them have different abilities. Like one's better with explosives, one's stronger, one has more life, that sort of thing. Where the Metroid stuff comes in is that it's not just a simple left-to-right platformer. Uh, you actually are on kind of these complex maps, and you have to, like... There's one level where I, I had to find a subway to get out of there. And, and it's like a... I don't know if it's a zombie attack or what it is. I think it's more of a mutant attack, but... Uh, I was using the guy, like, this football player that has a, a baseball bat with, like, nails in it, and that's my primary weapon. But you can find, like, a pistol, and you can find grenades and all sorts of cool shit. Nice. So, like, there was this one level where I was in this train station. I had to go try to find the subway. Well, then I go find the subway, and, and they find out that there's no power. So then you have to backtrack and go find this generator. Then you find the generator, and you find out there's no fuel. So you have to go find two fuel cans, fuel them up, and then go back and find the uh, find the subway to get out for the for the level. But at certain times, they kind of pull a little horde mode thing on you where all of a sudden a wave of enemies comes in, and it blocks you in. So you have to take on, like, 10 or 12 or 19 or whatever enemies in this little hmm. kind of mini game, uh, and then go back to your missions. So cool graphics, uh, very good controls, very brutal gameplay. You know, uh, kind of tongue in cheek a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really neat little game, and, and I've been having a good time with it. It does allow for online co-op. I think there's, I'm not sure if there's saying if there's couch co-op or not, but I know there's online co-op. Uh, but I haven't gotten to try that yet. I'm, I'm figuring since Dave hasn't done the review yet, I'll see if I can hook up with him one day this week. And we can play it in co-op and, and kind of figure it out. But, uh, yeah, really neat game. And, and it, they kind of mix things up a little bit, too. Uh, they actually had this section where instead of running right to left, I was on top of this subway car. And stuff was coming straight at, at, at you on the screen. And you had to, like, jump over stuff and, uh, and fight and everything else. So pretty cool game. And I think it's pretty cheap, too. Uh, it's called Final Exam. Uh, so if you're into kind of old-school beat-em-ups but with kind of that Metroid element of uh, exploration and trying to you know get certain things done... It's fun, and it's, it's, I think it's going to be a fun game to, to get all the way through. So, I watched a lot, though. <clears throat> so, uh, first off, Netflix is dropping, obviously, a bunch of movies uh, that they're losing the license for on January 1st, and the list came out. Uh, some people <sighs> on Reddit went out and found a bunch of the ones that were getting dropped. One of them, I actually own the disc, but I was at my parents' house, and I was really in the mood to watch it. So, this is Ryan Johnson's first like theatrical movie. Uh, Ryan Johnson being the guy that did Looper, and he also did the movie uh, The Brothers Bloom. And this movie's called Brick. So Brick is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a film noir murder mystery, but it's set in a high school. Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it as, as like, the main character. Uh, there's a lot of people, like, Emily, Emily DeRaven's in it. Um, Nora Zetner's in it. Uh, oh, who's the other guy? There's a lot of characters, like younger younger actors, that you'll recognize in this movie. Uh, Megan Good's in it. Uh, I just can't think of the other guy, but um, <clears throat> it's it's seriously like you're watching a regular like the Maltese Falcon or something like that. But it's all high school oriented, so it's in the school. It's all high school students, but it, like it's really gritty and everything else. Uh, fantastic movie. I've loved this since it came out in I think 2005. I've it's always been one of my favorite movies. I think it's my favorite Brian John or Ryan Johnson movie actually. Uh, out of the three that I named, I, I, it really is my favorite one of, of his three. I liked Looper, but it got a little weird. Um, but even if you don't see it on Netflix, 
check it out. You can usually buy it on disc pretty cheap. It's a fantastic movie. And uh, so I watched it again because it's been a while. Uh, also went and saw Anchorman 2 on Christmas night. I liked it. Uh, you know, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was damn close. And there were some scenes well, that were really good. <laughs> well, I hated the first one, so oh, if it wasn't as good as one. the first, first one's one. one of my favorites. So, um, who is it? Uh, uh, the guy that plays Brick, um, losing his name right now. The guy that was on The Office. Um, oh my God, I'm so out of it tonight. I only know the UK version of The Office. Uh, you know the guy. He was on SNL, and then uh, he was. I don't watch SNL. Smart. Huh? I didn't. I don't watch SNL, and I did not watch that Steve Carell movie. Steve Carell. Oh, okay. Steve Carell plays the weatherman. That's a complete idiot. He almost stole the movie. But talk about guest appearances in a movie. I mean, they got so many guest appearances, but they weren't like just thrown in. You know what I mean? They were just so funny to have in there. Like Jim Carrey's in it. Uh, Harrison Ford's in it. Um, Marion Cotillard's in it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is in it. Um, gosh, I'm missing a well, ton of people. I but will it, say uh, Steve Carell was on Howard Stern uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, now, whatever anybody feels about Howard Stern, he's an amazing interviewer and he's only gotten better over the past year or two because mm. he's finally at a point in his career where he's totally settled and he, he's got his own thing going and he doesn't need to break for commercials and stuff like that. Right. And he'll sit and he'll talk to somebody for an hour and a half, uh, just about anything, two hours, you know, just go on and on. Steve Carell. I, I have not liked really all that much at all in anything he's done. And he just, it all seems too forced to me. It just seems, I don't know. It's, it's much like that Will Ferrell thing that he always seems like he's playing the exact same character in everything he does to me. Um, a little less than Will Ferrell does, but it's kind of the same thing. So he was on there and I was like, Oh, but I listened to it anyway. I was thoroughly impressed yeah. with him as a person and his whole backstory. And he talked about his brothers and his family and just how he got to where he is. And it's an amazing story yeah. uh, for how he got to where he is and everything. And it, it was really impressive. I mean, it's the, that's what I love about those interviews. These are the types of interviews and the types of questions that you're not going to get anywhere else. You're not going to get them on like the tonight show where it's all, scripted basically right, right. you know or any of those talk shows because you can't do it in like a three minute segment or a five minute segment if you have like an hour or two to talk to somebody right you get some amazing stuff out of these people so it i was very impressed with him as as a person and as an actor and all so after i heard all that first off you need to see him in get smart because it was one of the coolest remakes i've ever seen <sighs> i watched part of that and I, I loved I, it I did not like that oh at all. i loved it but if you Did want to see like him do something completely different than what you expect, um, watch a movie called Little Miss Sunshine. It, it okay, got a lot that's... of it got a lot of praise and everything. It's not I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made, like a lot of people made it out to be. But he is it's so different for him, and it, it's a good little movie. I did watch, and I watched this one all the way through, partly because. Um... Um, oh my God, the girl I love is in it. Uh, she was the girl in all the Pirates movies. Keira Knightley? Pirates. Yes, Keira Knightley. Oh. Her and him 
and it was like an end of the world movie and he was yeah totally depressed guy yeah and that's so he wasn't playing the goofy you know he was depressed and quiet and somber through the whole thing and i kind of enjoyed that movie it wasn't that bad you know it had its parts where it was just it got dumb yeah (laughs) really dumb for the end of the world yeah that's what it was um but it was a decent movie overall. Uh, and I, I was like, all right, so he can play something different. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of surprised. Can. Uh, but I never see him playing anything did different. You ever watch, did you ever watch Despicable Me? Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I do like that. And I'm annoyed that it's him. And I like oh, it. Oh, jeez. No, I, would, I, I did. He, yeah. Watch some of his other stuff. Because Little Miss Sunshine's it, worth watching. Yeah, we Lou loves Despicable Me as well. So... Yeah, we we did like that a lot. Plus, um, that movie in 3D is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah, now that I've derailed you and Hell Baby has <laughs> left the building. Um, um, no, Anchorman 2, I really liked it. There, there were some swings and misses, like Adam said, but uh, there was some really fun stuff. I wish there was more Baxter, the dog, uh, but they really didn't do a lot with the dog until the end of the movie. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was one of the better sequels for a movie that you're just expecting so much out of. Uh, you know, from such a big hit. Uh, I really love the first Anchorman. And, and like I said, I've got this Best Buy pack that they improv so much that they actually had enough footage for a whole second movie off the first one. And uh, because they had this whole subplot that they cut out of the movie. So there was when you bought it from Best Buy, you got this additional disc, and they actually put another movie together off of all this additional stuff called, like, Good Morning, Ron Burgundy, or Wake Up, Ron Burgundy. And even that was just hysterical. I mean, it weren't as it, the, the flow obviously wasn't as good because it wasn't made to be that movie. They just edited it all together. But um, yeah, Anchorman too, man. There was some really good stuff, and and I mean, they just they they kind of made more fun of the time period this time around too. So, but the the first one, and Steve Carell talked about this. The first one was actually a bomb. Like when it was in the theaters, oh, yeah. nobody it, it went to see video. it. Yeah, that's when it started to to catch on was video and and everybody being able to see it on HBO and all these other things because nobody went to see it in the theaters. I it did. was a it was a complete bomb. Yeah, I knew I wanted to see it right away, theaters. and I loved it in the theater. So yeah. I've been a fan. I'm a Will Ferrell fan though. I was yeah. just watching Semi Pro today, actually. So. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of his. So you know. Love him or hate him, whatever, but I really enjoyed it. So, I uh, got the season four Blu-ray set of Justified. I got it on a Black Friday deal for a dollar more than the DVDs, so I finally bought it on Blu-ray. My parents are really into the show, so I had to bring it down to them, but they didn't want to watch it until after Christmas, so I actually ended up, because the new season of Justified starts in a couple weeks, I'm like, well, I might as well get a recap, so I watched the whole season when I was at my parents. God, I love that show so much. Uh, finished watching season two of The Wire. Holy shit, what an ending. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Talk about a down note. Oh my gosh. That's why I love that show. Yeah. You just, you never see this stuff coming and it's it just, it makes it feel so much more real because yeah. all this crazy shit happens. You're like, oh my God, the people that go and the people that come up and oh yeah. man. Yeah. No, it was, it was very, very good. Uh, and then I, wa- all right. So my buddy, Paul. A long time ago, and I feel bad because I forgot I had him, but he loaned me his whole box set of this BBC show called Red Dwarf. 
Ah. <laughs> and I never watched them. And I saw oh, them on the table gosh. the other day. I'm like, shit, I got to start watching those. But then I my realized. Cousin, what's that? Yeah, my cousin got me into that show okay. a long, long time ago. So. Like a decade Am- ago. Amazon Prime has it for free. Nice. When does it start getting funny? Oh, dude. No, because Paul told me it takes a little while to get going. But I'm through four episodes, and I haven't really laughed yet. Oh, keep going, though. Yeah. It's not the first four episodes, but the the whole premise, I mean, maybe because I saw it like 10, 15 years ago, um, just the, the premise and that the cat yeah. is, is now a person. <laughs> I think, see, that for some reason, that cat thing doesn't do anything for me yet. Maybe it's just the way the guy plays it, but... I mean, the, the the main guys in it, I think, are are good, and I love the computer and all that stuff. But for some reason, yeah. I just have not really laughed yet. Well, try to keep going with it and see see if it picks up for you. But yeah, yeah I, so I'm going to take the box set back to him tomorrow since it's online. That, yeah, that was one of those things. I'm I I'd go up there to see my cousins, and he usually hit me. He's the one that showed me the British version of The Office. Oh, okay. Um, before it was out, wherever it was out. Um, here in the U.S., he's like, you have to see this thing. I was like, oh, I don't know, a BBC thing. It's supposed to be a comedy. Ugh. Yeah. And we watched the first episode. I'm like, all right, all right keep going, keep <laughs> going. We watched the whole thing, like uh, both seasons and the Christmas special, all like that, all in one night. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I loved it. Oh man. Huh? No, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's something that I would normally like. That's what really weirds me out about this. I was, you know, I was like, all right, this is cool. And it's funny the way it starts because it really takes this left turn at the end of the first episode. You're like, whoa, all right, here's the show. (laughs) Yeah. That's good, though. I mean, it's gone on forever. They were still doing 55 episodes, I think. But they were still doing Red Dwarf stuff like this past year. Oh, maybe they don't have them all online then. Because I thought it told me it was 55 episodes. No, because one of the guys I'm following uh, on Twitter. Uh, is connected to it somehow. Yeah. And he was live tweeting like Red Dwarf stuff in the huh. past year. Okay. So I don't know if they it was like a revival or I didn't really check into it um, because I, I haven't had the time to, to yeah. catch up on all that stuff. Um, but yeah, all right. So it was 88 is when it started. Right. And you can tell. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's still going on. Uh, three episodes in 2008. Uh, Easter weekend in 2009. They're, yeah, they're is. still doing stuff. Uh, so the funniest part so far that I saw was uh, the main character goes up to one of the replicators and orders like like a burger or something and gives him a boot. So these two little like worker droids come out and he's going to go back into stasis. He's saying, I'm going to go back into time stasis so I can get back home or whatever. And... And they kind of looked at him, and he's like, "Yep, I have to leave you with what's his name, the you know, the hologram." And they both start hitting their heads on the wall, <laughs> like these inanimate little bots that can't talk. And they're just like, "Bunk, bunk, bunk!" Don't leave us with them. <laughs> that I thought was funnier than hell, but I don't know. I just, so far I haven't really. Eh. They did. This is what it was. They did series X, which consists of six episodes, uh, recorded in front of a studio audience, December 2011 to January 2012. Okay. And that's the other thing I really don't like about the show so far, because it sounds like a laugh track. Yeah. And that really annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah. 
uh, they just started broadcasting the October, 2012. That's when they were doing the revived series. Um, so yeah, it's, that was the thing. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those sort of folklore, legendary sort of British things, at least from an American's point of view. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I'm reading into that wrong, but that's how I've always seen it. It's just one of these things that's, that's legendary in England. You say red dwarf and everybody's like, Oh yes, I know that. You know, and it's, it's off and it's on, it's off and it's on. It it came back for another couple of episodes just recently. So it's, it's one of those things that just can't die for whatever well, reason. But it's also one that you hear a lot in like geek culture. You know, you hear it yeah. a lot when you're at, at whatever con and whatnot. And I just never got into it. I, I'd always seen it out there. I'm like, ah, I'll watch it eventually that, that sort of thing. And I just never started watching it yet. So, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to give it some more time. I just so far haven't really been wowed by it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, you're also watching 1988. <laughs> but that, that sort of thing really doesn't bother me. Christ, I still watch Monty Python like crazy, and that was late 60s, you know. Obviously, it wasn't sci-fi, yeah. but, you know, I don't know. It, I'll keep watching it. <laughs> I had to look at Twitter. I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. Uh, it, yeah, she's in Hawaii, and she she texted him that she saw a shark uh-huh. and he freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> She's on a sub ride and she sent him a picture uh, of a shark skimming along the bottom of the ocean. And he said he wet himself a little. <laughs> oh jeez, love Jaws so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then last, I, I put some of this stuff up on Facebook, but I really wanted to watch this movie, and you know, it got panned by a lot of critics. I, you know, and it seemed like it was getting panned really early. But uh, we talked about it before. But uh, the PSN had it for rental, so I grabbed it. Uh, the Lone Ranger, the new one. Uh, all right. Now I've heard that it actually was not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Yeah, but I enjoyed. I it. don't know. Yeah, but you're a Lone Ranger fan. No, but it's no. Actually, that's the part that got me pissed off because the way that they handle his character, he's like a district attorney, and huh. um, like becomes a marshal because of his brother and all this stuff. And it really wasn't canon, so that part actually annoyed me. Uh, some of the Johnny Depp stuff. I mean, there, there, there's definitely some comic relief there, and they they keep shooting back to. Him is like being about ninety years old, telling the kid this story. He's actually recant, you know, recounting the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of comedy here and there, and his character is very out there. And and so obviously, you know, the Tonto that if you listen to the radio dramas or if you watch the TV show Tonto was never weird like that. You know, he was just a Cherokee Indian, and you know, and so on and so forth. Um, it's a long movie. It's like two and a half hours. And that was one of the things where they have that extra time on there because they wanted to add some twists and turns, you could tell. But at the same time, you kind of know who the bad guy is right away. It kind of follows that formula. I mean, they kind of throw a wrench in the works a little bit on who the bad guy is. But you kind of know, you know. And But, I mean, number one, you can tell that, um, uh, I want to say Gore Vidal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Verbinski, you can tell that he was a John Ford fan. I mean, it's beautifully shot. 
just stunningly shot. The funny thing is they're supposed to be in Texas, and they're obviously not in Texas. Uh, they're out in basically Death Valley. But um, it's a, I think it's a – I thought it was a well-written story overall. There were some little weirdness here and there, that sort of thing, but I thought it was a cool story overall. I thought it was very good performances throughout. Uh, Fitchner's great. Uh, William Fitchner's in it is kind of one of the bad guys, and he's great. Uh, it's actually kind of tough to tell it's him sometimes. Uh, technically and visually and, and, and you know special effects-wise, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I thought that it was a fun movie. There was some really good action in it. But, you know, it, that's the thing. It had a lot of problems when it was being made. They had a ton of budget problems. Uh, they had to stop production for a little while because of budget problems and also because of script problems and all sorts of things. And I think that and, – and that same kind of thing happened to Men in Black 3, and I had a really bad feeling about that one too. And when I watched that with Paul, Men in Black 3, we both enjoyed it. It wasn't the best Men in Black movie, but it was actually better than 2. Uh, and I enjoyed it. So that's why I think I gave a little more leeway to Lone Ranger when I rented it uh, because I really wanted to see it. You know, and like, like you said, yeah, I'm a character – I'm, I'm a fan of the character, but um, – I mean, if I did, I'm a fan of the Green Hornet, but I fucking hated that movie. That was a piece of shit. <laughs> so I can, you know, I can get a, I can get past that. The fact that I like a character. Uh, no, I, I I really thought it was well done. It, it was it, it's a good movie. It's not great. It's not you know. It, it's funny because like uh, who is it? Bruckheimer and all them that are behind the movie. They're like, oh, someday this movie's going to be seen as a classic. Like, and they they've said some really big movies. I'm like, well, I wouldn't go that far. But it's not – I actually – I don't think it's as campy as the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Huh. I don't think it was – you know, obviously they're, they're doing a lot more with the Pirates movies with uh, the visual effects and, and with these crazy characters and like Davy Jones and how they made them look. Um, they didn't go over the top like that. It was a lo- – it really had that feeling of an old school western to a certain extent. But then you have these humongous action scenes – with like trains blowing up and everything else, but it never looked, except for a couple little parts, it never looked like over CG'd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It really had that feeling of an old school western, like a John Ford western. And they even had, uh, like early on, they had these people on the train singing uh, Go Tell Him on the Mountain. Now, that's it's a song that John Ford included in probably like five or six of his movies. It was his favorite hymn. So there were little things like that that you could tell, like, holy shit, he actually does know John Ford movies and. And you know he's trying to he's trying to do that, but at the same time they they definitely made this more of a Hollywood movie, you know. So no, I I, I thought it was good. I thought that it was kind of cool because a lot of people had a problem with Johnny Depp playing an Indian, you know, yeah. a Native American. Uh, but there's a lot of true Native Americans in the movie. There's actually a younger Tonto that's played by a Native American kid. Uh, the way they handle the Tonto character, I think, is the biggest uh, difference between. Uh, how things were in the radio drama and in the TV show. I mean, he's just, he's out there and, and he, he's very, uh, I, I mean, he's not like crazy or anything, but he's just out there and, and he's very cryptic at times. And, and it's kind of funny because when the Lone Ranger finds, uh, the Cherokee, the Cherokees actually like get involved with it. And, and he's in the tent with, uh, with a bunch of the leaders and they, they have this big conversation about Tonto and, and, it's pretty interesting how they flesh the story out to make it work for their needs, but it wasn't it wasn't campy and it wasn't cheesy. It normally was hmm. pretty serious, unlike the Pirates movies. So that's I the like thing. I like the Pirates yeah, movies, I though. What's I thought that? they were fun. 
The Pirates I, movies. I thought they were fun too, except I didn't like anything past the first one really. Uh, I thought the second and third ones got – well, second one I can deal with. After that, they got ridiculous. Uh, but I enjoyed them. I really did. I enjoyed those movies and I loved them. But they were what they were. They were very campy. They were over the top. You know, they. I thought they were a little bit too over the top visually. I thought the Davy Jones stuff was just getting on bordering and kind of gross and disgusting to a certain extent. Yeah. His whole crew. Uh, this – it doesn't feel like that. And it doesn't feel like Tombstone either, you know, which I think is one of the best westerns ever made. Uh, it doesn't feel that that gritty and you know like that, but it, it definitely is in the middle, and I think it leans more toward the serious western at most of the time. So I don't know. I I I thought it was a good movie. It's not great. Like I said, if I had to give it like a number score, I'd probably say like seven point five or an eight. Hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So anyway. I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray if it, if it goes on sale. Because right now they're asking way too much for that movie. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for me. Uh, it, was, it was a definitely a busy week. Had a lot of movie watching to do. So. All right. Well, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll talk about Assassin's Creed 4, the Skull Candy Player 1 headset, Skylanders Swap Force, and uh, maybe some emails and MGC and stuff like that. And the golden minecarts, of course. We'll be right back. Of course. Get to all the reviews. Might as well talk a little bit about our uh, our total clickbaiting, otherwise known as the Golden Mine Carts. <laughs> uh, yes, the Golden Mine Carts, where the polls close this Friday, January third at eleven p.m. Eastern. So get those votes in, people. Yes. Although I love um, it that we're clickbaiting, even though we have no ads on the site. <laughs> Makes total sense. Um. Yeah, if I was clickbaiting, I would have covered this site with ads and put <laughs> it up so that you could just vote as many times as you want. Put on an M4G every day. Yep. Make it a top ten. Uh, oh, there you go. Make the gold mine cards a top ten list. <laughs> Done. Gold. Top five reasons you're going to vote for the golden mine carts this year. There you go. <laughs> Number five, because we want you to, because we want clickbaits. Or clicks or baits. <laughs> Click baits. Clicker baiting. Um, I will say, because we're click baiting, uh, we're on track to have even more votes than we ever had last really? year or even the year before, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. 
either that or people are just really excited. Uh, I will also say, because I've taken a look at the results so far. <gasps> I have not. And you're not supposed to. Right. You have to be surprised when this all rolls around. Shockingly, there are several categories, several categories where it is a tight horse race where right now, or the last time I looked this afternoon, Mm -hmm. two votes apart for the number one and number two. Really? One of them is a dead even on number one and number two. Okay. So one, I want to know, we, we, we got busted on one of the ones we missed as we always do. Which a lot of what? people thought that for best multiplayer, The Last of Us should have been should have been in there. No, I know. Okay, I know. Is that getting uh, a heavy write-in vote, or you're not going to say? I'm not going to say. Right. I, I will say, and I'm not saying that it's that. But since you're talking about write-in votes, I will say that on one of the categories, at least, because I only glanced at like two or three of the write-in mm-hmm. category stuff. Uh, one of the write-in categories. It's already third place overall. Are you shitting me? I am not shitting you. So people, the write-in votes work. And if you write in like a motherfucker, this might actually go up. Wow. (laughs) At least one of them is in third place right now out of six with the write-in votes, essentially. Um, uh, A lot of people... And I understand why I thought the exact same thing when these things came back to me. Uh-huh. A lot of people where you've got multiplayer and Battlefield 4, they're saying they're right in votes or Battlefield 4, what the fuck? Are you serious? Why Battlefield 4? It's like all these what the fuck. Well, because everybody's saying that the game is broken. Even MJC was saying, oh, the game's broken. I yes. get it. But like I said, when I've, when I've talked about the game a few times, yes, it's been broken. But when it was working, it was awesome. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I have not played it online, so I couldn't comment on it. And everybody said, this is what we want. All of our writers, out of all the titles I put up there, um, that's what everybody jumped on. Wow. Uh, Last of Us, I forget why. I either I it was an oversight on my part or I left it off on purpose because Last of Us was in every category. Every category and I'm like <laughs> I, I it's not cold. Uh, I mean I get it. The Last of Us could have swept every category, yeah. you know, potentially. And I kind of wanted to space it out and give other games a shot at something. Well, um so I don't know if I left that out intentionally or if the guys just didn't vote for it. I, I think that was left out of there by accident. Um, I, I think that's what it was actually. Cause I didn't catch it either. Cause I, well, I probably would have caught that and said something. No, one of our writers actually wrote in last of us because oh. I said to the writers, I said, here's the list of everything, you know, put in your top five. And if you, if there's something I'm missing, put that in too. You know, if you want that instead of one of the ones listed here sure. and only one of them out of all the, like, 12 or 15 people that we had, you know, narrowing all this down. Only one person said last of us, but that was MJC. Uh, no, Over. it wasn't. I don't think hmm. I don't recall off the top of my head, but I don't think it was him. Um, so the problem is, I mean, I think the multiplayer for that is really good, but I just don't think of it. 
Like, yeah. I don't play it that often. I played it for Extra Life, and we had an absolute blast with it. And I've played it a few other times, but I don't play that religiously like I play Battlefield. And that's just because I'm a Battlefield fan, you know. And same way with, with Killzone and, and, you know, the ones I, I normally play online. Uh, also, I mean, do we have it? Is it just best multiplayer? Is it best multiplayer on PS4 and best multiplayer on PS3? No, it's best multiplayer experience for PS3, PSN. There is no. Well, but then you have to no bring in the fact on that PS4 on PS3 is actually really solid. Yeah. Really, the only thing that there's a problem with on PS3 that I remember was uh, the stupid server browser. But that's always that's broken on every platform. So yeah, the, you can kind it's of, not for the PS4 version, but I, I think that's the thing. Everybody's looking at it and saying, "Well, Battlefield 4 is broken." Yeah, you know, not even thinking about even though it has PS3 the, versus PS4 or anything. Yeah, it, they just hear it's broken. Um, now, actually, I, actually, that is that's best multiplayer experience PS3 and PSN. Yeah. Well, it's not broken on on PS3. It's, it's really okay. not. So there you go. Yeah. Um, we had no problems with it out of the gate, really, as far as I remember. It never crashed or anything. Yeah, if if I had to go back and do it again, I'm, I might have made an executive decision and pulled Last of Us out of a uh, unique experience well. and thrown it into multiplayer. Because, I mean, when you look at Beyond Two Souls, Puppeteer, Rain, Stick It to the Man, Last of Us, it's a unique experience, but it's not... I, I don't think it's as offbeat, you know, sort of as something like Puppeteer or Rain or Stick It to the Man or... Well, I mean, I actually do think it's a pretty unique experience because I think people that go into that game think that they're going to get kind of a third-person stealth shooter. Mm. But really, it's more stealth than anything else. You just don't have enough rounds usually for, for it to be a shooter. So... Yeah. I think it's actually pretty unique. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> bottom line, though, here... Your votes count. <laughs> Your votes count seriously. Definitely, because, yeah. like I said, several categories are neck and neck. Several categories are dead heats right now. That is crazy. Uh, yeah. I got to vote some more. Like, yeah. <laughs> Every time I go in, I'm like, I got to vote. And then I have to go in and see what the, see what the current results are after. And and I do, and I'm surprised every time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> But I have my set votes like the I set my votes from the start. Uh I was one of the first people to vote in the entire thing. And I was like, those are my votes, and I'm just doing those every single time. Oh nice. So whatever, you know, I'm not going by, oh, that's down, so I should boost that up if I can. I should keep voting that way. No, my votes are my votes. They're they haven't changed since the beginning, since before anybody else voted. So yeah, yeah. They're not being influenced by anybody and Oh, I see this know, one needs more help. I can tell you I'm way off in some <laughs> um, I might be the only one voting for some of these oh, games. <laughs> um But it has been a real surprise to me so far, uh, as to what where where some of these games are. Yeah. Um so keep voting, people. Clickbait, clickbait. Yeah. Keep Get those <laughs> ads voting. up, Josh. Come on, we can make some money here. It's it's surprising. It really is. Um, but it's, it's the kinda... funny thing is, we, I got in this huge debate with Lisa Woods on on Facebook about this very subject, and that's what I said to her. I said, "Well, this gives us a chance for write-ins to, to have a chance because we don't yeah. we're not perfect." And 
I remember a write-in last year actually did pretty well too, and and that's why we kind of made that decision. And now there's the proof. I mean, a write-in is actually a r- contending right now, and and that's yeah. exactly why we did this because, you know, Josh and I, we don't sit here as, as our regular jobs and oh track this track that. Josh, in his diligence, kept a, a spreadsheet. Thank God, and went through everything. But you know, it's it's tough for us. We don't sit in the same room like a lot of the the bigger outlets you know we don't we can't sit in a meeting and all right well guys uh, what are we gonna do here and nominate this nominate that i think the way you did it was probably the best way it can be done it's just shit slips through the cracks every now and then yeah but that's why we have the write-ins yeah and yeah i'm i'm really glad about that the the three that i looked at you know two of them were complaining about battlefield four the whole time but they were complaining about it in like in like the RPG category. You know, people were just putting in what the fuck with Battlefield 4 everywhere they could. Um, I hope that wins in a category. <laughs> what the fuck Battlefield 4. I'm totally making a trophy up for that one. Engraved and everything. <laughs> but um, But one of the categories I, you know, I just checked three at random. And one of them I checked at random. I saw, I counted, I was like, wait. And I counted and I counted. I'm like, that's in there a lot. Like, it's not always spelled exactly the same or it's not always written exactly the same. But I'm counting all of them because it's obviously that same game. And I'm counting, 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 counting. And then I look up at the other results and I'm like, holy shit, that's in third place right now. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, write-ins, they, they, they can work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that obviously, everybody feels strongly about at least one game in one category uh, that I've seen. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm not saying what category it is. I'm, it's it just, you reminded me of write-ins when you said that. So um, it's not even necessarily that category. I know everybody's going to be like, that's what it is. Everybody do it. <laughs> but um, no, it's. And I, I honestly don't know any of this stuff. Josh and I do yeah. not discuss this. I uh, purposely stay away from this stuff, so I have no idea what what is where. I haven't gone. I can go look if I want to, but I don't want to. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's it's more fun at the during the award show itself when when Glenn is surprised by you know each of the winners or well he knows the winners by the time we get to the end because I tell him because he has to. I don't actually when I get the list. I usually don't try to look ahead. Well, you need to know. You need to contact. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like you don't know, you know, how close first and second place were and third place and all that other stuff. I, I tabulate all that. And then I bring that up on the show. He says, all right. And the winner is this. And I say, oh, and guess what? By the way, uh, it was, you know, 35% of the vote and 34% of the vote was this one in second place, you know? (laughs) So be aware of that. There, you've got some horse races here. And it's awesome. exciting. <laughs> I, I, I just love this. The last yeah. like three or four years, it's really been like what, the first time we ever did this, I think it was with Mark. Yeah. yeah. Cause we did the stupid envelope. Oh, I did. The, we did this with Jared. Cause Jared did always wanted know? to put them like in envelopes and open them. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember, like, Mark and I, the first year, we had, like, pieces of paper would crinkle and all that. And, uh, I mean, it was just kind of fun. And I think the first year, actually, Mark and I did it. I don't think we had everybody vote for it because we really didn't have 
any means to have people vote on it at that time. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we had a website, but it was really, really bad. Yeah, it was. And uh, yeah, that was the old uh, web GUI site. So to see it kind of bloom the way it has over the last few years has been so much fun. Um, because, you know, like, you know, we talked about a little bit last week, but when I contact the winners, they're genuinely, because when I contact them, I put in the email, like, this was voted on by our community. This was not our staff doing this. And they're honestly taken aback by that a little bit. And uh, it, it's fun to talk to these guys, especially when I get to see them in person. Like last year when I went to Naughty Dog, I took those two trophies to them. And they were, you could see it in their face. They were honestly, like, just taken aback a little bit by that. Like, oh, wow, this is really cool. So it, I, I love it. And I, I wouldn't want to have it any other way. I, I, think it's, I think it's kind of childish and I think it's kind of selfish to, to have just our staff pick these. I think that's ridiculous. Because uh, it's the community, it's the people that are buying these games and playing them. That's that, those are the people that matter with this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're the ones that should be deciding here because uh, you guys, you're putting down your hard-earned yeah. money. I mean, I'm not here to are. tell you what game like is the best. It's your feelings. It's you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very very cool. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm excited. When when I when I check in, because I forget, you know, and it's a couple days, and then I'll look in again and be like, oh, crap, I have to vote. And then I look in, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it, it, it's very surprising, and it's really exciting to see how close some of these races are. That's awesome. Um, you know, there's one or two that are just complete runaways, but uh, most of the categories are at least in contention yeah. if they're not like dead heats right now. So telling everybody that game of the year has to be puppeteer. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, I don't know. I already know what's going to be. I haven't even looked, but I already know what it's going to be. <laughs> it's uh, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. All right. We'll see. That might be the right in vote. Oh, oh what? That could be the shocker. Uh, don't do you this never to me. You, know. bastard. <laughs> you never know. Oh man. Too cool. So, Get over to psnation.com. Uh, I, I think it's actually gone to the second page by, by now, but uh, you can also find the link over on our Facebook page, and I'll, I'll repost everything tomorrow. Right. Uh, get there, it there's, a, there's a link in the upper left-hand corner That's for right. it. That's right. That's right. So it's very easy. Just go to psnation.com, hit that link, and you can vote every 12 hours. So, um, yeah. And we're clickbaiting for the ads that we don't have. Exactly. Yes. So, so do it. Yeah, if I wanted to clickbait, I would have put, uh, like Amazon links to every single one of these games right next to them. <laughs> Why didn't you, you piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. Cause I have time for that <laughs> and room on the page for that. There. While, oh while we were talking, I actually went and voted. Oh, there you go. So there you go. You know, I, for the winner's page, maybe I'll put the Amazon link in along with what I did last year. I was, I was kind of excited about that. And I hope that we have reviews for all these. Um, but if we had a review for it, you know, I put the link right to the review. Uh, I don't think I ever reviewed with... Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Well, uh, I mean, the problem was that was right at Extra Lifetime, and that came out a week. That's all right. Extra it's Life. it's not going to win anything, but that what oh. the fuck? <laughs> oh, I so hope that wins. <laughs> that will be the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it it's it's cool. I'm I'm excited to see where everything ends up. So remember, you've got till Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so get on it, people. Yeah, get your asses on there and get voting. 
It sounds like the write-ins are actually effective. So that's exactly why we put them in and uh, keep going, man. Yeah. And I think next year I might uh, up it from 12 hours, uh, like give people time to vote like three or four times a day. Oh God. Yeah. Make sure you take the ads off the page. If we have any at that time, I don't, I don't need that argument again. We're not going to have ads. Uh, Uh, we might, but I I retire tomorrow, man. I need some, I need some income. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's not about that. It's about making sure that really that, write-ins get heard and that everybody gets their votes in because yeah. i mean you can forget you know so that's the one thing that you know we always kind of wanted to uh to try and and motivate people to kind of make their make their arguments for a certain game and we really haven't seen too much of that this year which surprised me because last year we had some of it this year it's more about the fact that we missed last of us for best multiplayer and people mm. have been kind of making a you know making their, their opinions known about that um, so that's the one thing that kind of surprises me so far is I haven't really seen any lobbying for any game so far. Uh, one person did Oh, really? on, in the comments, one person was lobbying for puppeteer, which uh, is game of the year. I mean, come on. Killer Satan, uh, said, have a heart, give puppeteer some love. That game was so fun, unique and such a surprise. It filled me with happiness. Um, but that's about the extent of the lobbying <laughs> so far. Uh, somebody just mentioned their favorite games. Um, but that was about it. Yeah. There really haven't been people pushing in the comments, which I think they did last year. I don't remember, but I think they yeah, I did. Thought there were. I thought there were like a lot of comments on, uh, from last year. What's saying, like, yeah, I, everybody should vote for this. I want this. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. get on that people. You only got a few more days left. Yeah, seriously. I'm actually happy that we're doing it this time because me having to con- to contact the winners, I think it was two years ago, or actually might have been last year, was such a pain in the last ass year. because yeah. everybody was off for the holidays. And I yeah. had a real hard time getting some of those. Well, last year, they were all off for the holidays, and then the first or second week of January when we were ending it and you were trying to do it, they all went, there was something, some developer, something going on GDC. somewhere. Well, it wasn't GDC. CES, I think. CES. That, yeah. yeah, everybody went to that. And you were like, I can't, I can't get anybody. Yeah, that might be a problem this year, too. So uh, we had to push it back till like the end of January is when we finally did the... Yeah, that might happen know, again. Here's the results. We'll have to see what happens. Okay. But we have to do that. I mean, that, that's the funnest part about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we can get actual acceptance speeches, that's... I was shocked at a couple of the ones we got last year. We got Todd Howard to call. Uh, what was the other really surprising? Randy Pitchford. Pitchford, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe he called. I mean, yeah. You no. Know, by that time, he was really screwing up Aliens versus Predator and <laughs> or Colonial Marines and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, well, cool. All right, well, let's talk about some uh, Assassin's Creed Four. Do we Which have I have, to? I have played for you know I played like the first three hours, so I do know a little bit about it. Okay. Um. All right. So Assassin's Creed Four. It continues the Assassin's Creed. The the first Assassin's Creed game that I've enjoyed playing. The potentially oversaturated Assassin's Creed. Yes. But that's the thing, and but that's the thing with this game, though. Um. It was. I think it was getting oversaturated. Uh. I think they were 
they were really sucking on, leeching onto that. Well, let's just, we have a hit, so let's just drive it into the ground, you know? Um, it works for Call of Duty. It works for everybody else. Let's just keep putting them out until nobody buys them anymore. Um, which was bothering me uh, because I haven't played any of them all the way through. And I really liked what I had played of them. Uh, I just wanted to have the time to sit down and, and play through all these. Um, but I've dabbled in just about all of them so far. Yeah. Uh, up to this one. And then I really got into this one uh, kind of because I had to. And that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I need something to force me into this. And here's here's the way to do it. <laughs> um, so you're playing as Edward Kenway. And he has connections to Assassin's Creed 3, to the characters in Assassin's Creed 3, actually. He oh, really? He's the f- father and grandfather of two of the characters in Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, okay. Uh, so it all kind of ties together there. Uh, it's set in the early 1700s in the Caribbean. And part of it is also set within Abstergo Entertainment, um, the, the company that's been behind all the, you know, all the, the DNA sequencing and, and going back in time and all this stuff, these genetic memories, uh, and they've become like a full on entertainment company now, uh, as part of this. Yeah. Um, I saw that cause that really messed with my head. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, it throws you off, like, at the beginning of the game. They they kind of hint at this stuff at the end of Assassin's Creed 3, um, from what I understand. But they really, they make a push for it here. Um, that they've now become an entertainment company, and they have the ability, and this is what, spoilers, even though I didn't get to the <laughs> end of it. Uh, this is what happened at the end of Assassin's Creed 3. They now have the ability to sequence someone's DNA anybody's DNA and access their genetic memories. Um, and they're using Desmond miles, still the guy from the first game and the guy who's been the thread through all these games. Uh, and you're going back through these and, and you are in Abstergo entertainment. You're just some dude who's been hired to, to go back through these memories and find some of the cool stuff and some of the exciting stuff that they can then put into uh, pirate adventures for people to, to go back totally safe and totally harmless. And you can go back and, <laughs> and live the pirate life like Jurassic park. That well, basically mostly you know? harmless. Yes. <laughs> mostly dead. Um, so as Kenway, you're, you're some dude who was a privateer. Uh, he's, you get bits and pieces of his backstory where he's with his, his wife and he just wants to be, you know, a rich and famous guy and he wants to make his fortune. So he goes off to be a privateer for two years and he turns to piracy. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Cause that's what you do. Um, but the game starts and you're on a ship in a full-on battle. <laughs> right. And then you end up shipwrecked and on the shore and you kill an assassin. And that's where things, you know, that's another thing that starts to mess with your head. You're like, well, wait, this guy isn't even an assassin. How does this? That, what? What? I think I mentioned that last <laughs> week when we were talking to Stuart. I'm like, it yeah. didn't seem very difficult to kill this guy either. And he's supposed to be this great assassin. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, he was also seriously injured, apparently, from the whole yeah. gun battle, the whole battle between the ships and the storm they were in and everything else. Um, so he takes his place, uh, thinking, you know, fortune and glory, and I can just, you know, whatever this guy was into, I can get money from, and good for me. Uh, he's unaware that that guy was caught up in a larger conspiracy, which involves the Templars and fighting between the assassins and the Templars. And there is some Abstergo entertainment involvement there as well. So there's a whole side story going on in the background, all this. Um, But this, I think this is really what they did right about this game is that, you know, the other games were getting stale it was it was just too much of the same thing over and over again. Um, as much fun as they are, yeah. and as cool as they are, we were getting to a point where it needed a drastic change. And and this wasn't necessarily drastic, but it was big enough uh, that now you're a pirate, you yeah. know. And uh, there were complaints about that. I, I know that people were, well, this isn't really Assassin's Creed. There's no, it's not really Assassin's Creed or Pirate. Well, mm-hmm. Stuart was saying the same thing. It seemed yeah. less Assassin's Creed than any of the other games. Yeah. And I get that. Uh, but there is still, you know, you have assassin Assassin missions that you can take pretty much everywhere you go. <laughs> Which I failed on thoroughly. Oh, I, I ripped right through those. I had so much fun with those. (laughs) Um, but that's the big difference here, you know, because you're a pirate now, um, you can travel and fight by ship. Yeah. Uh, which is a big thing. So no more just fighting on land and climbing and, and running all over the place. You now have ships that you can, you can crew, uh, and, and hunt down other ships and go to other islands and, and go up to Florida eventually. And I mean, it, it, it takes place over this massive area in the Caribbean. Uh, and the story, that's the other cool thing. You're not really limited and locked into, you know, you have to complete this, 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 and this, and mark off a checklist basically, um, to proceed in the game. Right. You can avoid all that stuff and just barrel right through the story for the most part. Um, You know, you will get to points where you're not built up enough. Your character is not built up enough. Your ship is not built up enough. And you're not going to survive if you go up against the next character or ship or whatever in the story mission. Um, so you will need to go back and, and do some work and, and kind of grind a little bit and build things up and get money and, and outfit your ship and get your ship, you know, bigger and better. Uh, but for the most part, you don't have to grind through the game if you don't want to, it's, it's all there for you. Um, maybe that's another reason why, you know, Stuart didn't feel it was very Assassin's Creed like because you don't have to do that stuff. Um, You still can. Uh, And that's the fun of it. Like I said, the the first week when I was playing it, I cleared out that entire port of Havana. I did every last thing there was to do there before I even moved on. Um, When I played it on the PS4, I went straight through the story missions and left. (laughs) 
And that was it. I didn't have to do anything else. So you can do it either way. You can do it however you want to do it, which is really cool. Um, they've, they've added some neat stuff there where, you know, you've got your pirate chests that you pop open to, you have to find to, to get, uh, money. Um, but there's also sea shanties that are, which I've heard about those. I haven't seen those yet. And I keep hearing, Oh my gosh, they're fun. Uh, it's it. You'll, you'll see one. You'll see like this piece of paper floating in the air, usually above a building somewhere. You climb up on the building and it'll move. And you have to chase it down and grab it, basically. Okay. If you don't catch it after like maybe 30 seconds or whatever, it disappears. And it says, all right, it's gone. You can try back later. And if you wait a couple minutes and go back to where it started, you can go after it again. It does take the exact same path every time. So you will get them if you really want them. Right. Um, you'll figure it out pretty quick what path it's taking and you should be able to head it off or chase it down pretty easily. Um, the cool thing is they're like old time sea shanties. And when you've got them and when you get on the ship, your pirates will start singing them. <laughs> it's yeah, freaking awesome. I heard about all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool that they've thrown in little stuff like that. You know, that's what I love about it. Um, the other thing when you're, when you're running around like Havana and all these other played NASA and, and all these ports that you're running around and doing the story missions, as you're running around, you'll hear like sword play going on, or you'll see like a little icon on the mini map right. or a message will pop up. It says, you know, there's a pirate being attacked. And if you save the pirate, like if you jump into the battle, find the battle, wherever it is right there nearby, you jump in and you save the pirate or pirates that are there. They will thank you. And, you know, I'm your man now. And when you get your ship, there's pirates for you because you need a crew for your ship. Yeah. Cause I saved a couple of them on Havana. Yep. And I got through some of the story stuff, but I, I'm still on Havana. That's where my save file is. Yeah. Yeah. So once you get your ship, you'll need a crew. Uh, you, you, you get to a point where before you get your ship, you have to free like 20 pirates or so um, across several ships. You're in the water in a storm and you have to go from ship to ship to ship and free all these pirates. Right. Uh, and they're your first crew, but you know all these other guys that you're gathering, you'll you'll need them because as you get a bigger, more complex ship, and you have all these other, you know, you have more guns and you have more this, more that, you need more pirates. So, saving these guys is really important. Uh, it'll help. Mm, that's good to know. Um, you can also, when you're on the ship and you're cruising through the water, you'll see a guy on a shipwreck. And if you stop and save him, boom, you got another pirate right there. Um, nice. So, you know, there's hunting uh, that you can do on land and at sea uh, for whales and stuff like that. And, and for, um, yeah, <laughs> for, for all different kinds of animals on land. And you need those so that you can craft upgrades and things. Um, both for yourself and for the ship. Uh, and and you need tons of money to upgrade that ship. Right. Uh, tons of money. So uh, there's just, 
the scale of this game is staggering and all the different places you can go and all the different things you can do. There's underwater wrecks, there's forts to attack. There's, you know, there's, and you can go back to, to the places you've been and everything. There's hidden treasures. You'll find a treasure map. <laughs> you'll, you'll actually find a treasure map that has a drawing of, of the place. <laughs> and then you have to go and figure out where that is on the map and find it and then go to the place where the X is and, and dig it up and boom, you found like buried treasure. It's so cool. <laughs> is it usually just a big case of rum? Uh, no, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish that's all it was. Um, but yeah, this, you know, a lot of the missions it's, it is very Assassin's Creed when you get into a lot of the, the basic missions and things like that. There are assassination contracts you can, you can take at all these places. Um, you know the story is actually pretty good. Uh, it's pretty tight. Um, the extra hour ah, yes. uh, that's thrown in. It's uh, Aveline de Grand Pierre de de Grand Pre. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Aveline, Aveline de Grand Pre. Uh-huh. Um, de Grand Pre. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and the three French people are like, what? <laughs> Aveline de Fuck who? This guy. <laughs> um, from Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation on the Vita. Right. It's kind of what I said it was going to be. <laughs> it's kind of time filler waster. It's cool. Is that the only appearance that she makes in Black Flag? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but she isn't in it. It's like a completely separate. Oh, really? Here she is. Yeah, here she is. She's off trying to find a very specific slave that has been captured. So you're going through these forts and these areas and is his name Django? And now it's a woman. <laughs> uh, the cool thing about it is though, it, it kind of whets your appetite for the HD remake of yeah. uh, liberation. Uh, Cause it looks pretty good. And it's fun playing as her and everything. And, you know, it's, it's okay. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> um, it's pretty straightforward. There's, you're just going from place to place to place. Free the slaves. No, she's not here. She's over there. Free those slaves. No, she's not here. She's over there. Free those slaves. Oh, there she is. And then she runs away. And now she's been captured. Oh, now go free her from the jail. Oh, Uh, she runs away from you. Oh, now we got it. Uh, You know, it's... uh, It's the whole one step behind thing that you see in a lot of TV shows nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, it's, it's... kind of that hey get ready because she's coming in her own game to the PSN in a couple of weeks actually yeah it's coming soon um, you should email somebody about that I pre-ordered it uh, I don't know why because <laughs> I was like I want it I, I want, want, I want, want, I want, I want it <laughs> so yeah I pre-ordered it um, I heard she's got a new hat um <laughs> uh, no, not in this one. She didn't. Uh, she might in the other one. That'd be cool. Just like uh, uh, Stacy. 
Is that the name of the dog? Malibu what? Malibu Stacy? Yeah, that's who it was. Santa Monica Stacy? Santa Monica. Um, so, uh, the online stuff, uh, it's good. You know, it, it kind of builds off uh, the last one, or the last, uh, what was it, Brotherhood? Yeah. Was doing all the... All that cool online stuff. Um, it kind of builds off that. It's fun to a certain extent. It's we had a good time you, with it at PAX. Yeah, you can still get into it. Uh, I started playing the online stuff last week. Okay, so the game's been out a month. Um, obviously, I'm level one. <laughs> Game right when I ju- but when I jumped in, I said, you know, just find me a find me a game. I don't care what it is. Out of the 12 of us that were in there, um, nine of us were level one. <laughs> and the other two were very, like one was level 14, one was level 28 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the the servers actually even split those people up. The higher, the higher level people got split onto two different teams and all the level ones were all, you know, so it, you didn't get stacked against like all the high level people against the nobodies uh, or anything like that. It actually did a good job of sorting everybody. That's cool. Uh, and I played through for a couple of hours and it kept doing that. Um, it was doing a pretty good job, at least where I was playing, of sorting and making it fair. Um, they're fun, you know. They're they're fun. It's it's a lot of, you know, try to hide within crowds, and you've got one group after the other group, or it's every man for himself, or right, it's you right. know whatever it is. Um, but it's a lot of stealth and see if see how long I can stay incognito or see how long, how well I can sneak up on somebody else and get them. Um, they have a really cool tutorial for it too. Uh, when you get in there, if you want to play the tutorial, it's like Jurassic park kind of thing. There's a guy, hi, welcome to Abstergo <laughs> entertainments. Blah, 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 and you can go in here and, you know, and they do the whole thing. And when they throw you in there, you know, there's bits and pieces of the world and the rest is very holodeck looking, (laughs) you know, uh, just to show you you're in this simulated virtual environment and we're going to show you what you could do. So it's kind of clever and it's, it's neat the way they did it. Um, it's pretty solid. You know, I, I didn't run into any problems. I didn't get knocked off at any point. There are a ton of upgrades in there. And a ton of customizations you can do. Uh, so really, I mean, that you could sink an outrageous amount of time just into that. Um, the main game, uh, I looked, you know, after, like, right before we um, right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked around at what people were saying about the time. They're like, oh, it's about 30 hours, dude. I put 30 hours into this and there's no way it's, it's more like hundreds of hours, depending on how deep you get into the game. If you're rushing through the game and you're just doing what you need to do to kind of get through it, maybe 30 hours. But if you're going to do everything, I was told by the game director that if you try to hundred percent, the game, it'll roughly take you 80 to a hundred hours. Yeah. That I could see yeah. easily, <laughs> easily. <laughs> 
So yeah, expect that. It is a massive, massive game. Um, the differences between the PS3 and PS4, uh, the PS4 does look better. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was having weirdness early on. I haven't seen a lot of that as I got deeper into the game. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what it was. It was just early, early cutscenes or or whatever. But as I've gotten farther into the game, I I didn't really see any of that on the PS4. Cool. Um, I took a ton of screenshots. I need to get them up to compare them and everything. But, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, there's even some videos out there that show both of them. And, and the funny thing is, it shows you how good it actually looks on the PlayStation 3 still. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it does. It looks fantastic on the PS3. But what you get out of the PS4 version is really higher resolution, just crisper textures. Um, I think it's better frame rate, obviously, uh, and, and, and more consistent frame rate. But they don't look as different as you would expect them to in a lot of cases. Yeah, they don't. Um I, I was surprised though that there's more detail because I didn't think it could get much better in the characters, like in the cutscenes and everything. You get close ups on these characters' faces and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, wow, that looks amazing. And then I saw it on the PS4, and I'm like, oh, they got more detail in there. They really did. <laughs> um, it, the the foliage, especially. Yeah, because you'll notice it on the PS3 where you move the camera around and you get that weird angle where you're sort of in the bush, and everything looks paper thin and just looks very fake and pixelated and drawn. And on the PS4, it doesn't. It actually looks so much better. It looks much more realistic. Yeah. Um, it seems to have more texture to it, more depth to it than than the PS3, where it just seems like here's a straight pixel. Uh, leaf, well, you know? Yeah, and it was kind of surprising to me when they told me that <clears throat> um, the PS4 versions actually ported from the PS3 and then they just, up, you know, did redid all the textures and everything. So, because I always thought that Assassin's Creed 4, for me, when I saw the different events and everything, always seemed like one of those games that really showed off the system for a launch title. You know, I just thought it looked so gorgeous, especially when you're on the water and everything. Yeah. Um, and to hear that was pretty surprising when you've got games like Killzone Shadowfall and, and uh, even Battlefield 4 and, and Resogun, those kind of games that look so fantastic on the system as well and that were made for the platform. And to, to hear that they actually ported the PS3 one over was, was pretty shocking, actually, as to how good it looks. Yeah, they, they actually did a really good job on it. Um, so I am giving the pair of them the same score. Uh, they're both getting a nine. Nice. All right. Yeah. They're both really good. Um, so, you know, if you, if you have the choice, I'd say go with the PS4. Um, but you're, you're not going to lose either way. They both look fantastic. They both play the same, you know, they both, it's the same game essentially. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're both worth it. Definitely. Cool. All right. Well, uh, it's been a long time since I've reviewed these, but I wanted to make sure that we kind of exhausted a lot of options uh, for PlayStation 4 owners. So uh, we got these Skull Candy head- headphones. Uh, Josh actually got a different different pair. I got these Player Ones that I used all throughout our Extra Life Marathon, our 25 Marathon, 25 Hour Marathon. Yeah, if you saw the Twitter picture that went up during the recording of this episode with Hail Baby, I have the. Uh, the other one's on. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. the, are, are they Slayer one? 
Yeah, I think that's what they were called, like SLYR1s or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what's that? Yeah. Go ahead. I this this is the pair I've been using on the PS4 actually, because they just plug right in. They don't need power or anything. The, right, right. You know, but I've started using the other the the fancy schmancy ones. Right. You know? Yeah, the the Steel series. Yeah. So, so. these um one thing that was that was pretty interesting, uh this is actually a listener that works at Skullcandy reached out to us about reviewing these, and uh, I was pretty shocked because, honestly, Skullcandy, I knew of them, but I had never really seen anything that really mattered to me personally. Um, I just didn't really never paid attention to them that much. Uh, so he sent these over. He sent those other ones over, and um, I got these, and he told us that Skullcandy actually bought out Astro Gaming back in 2011. I didn't know that. So yeah. that's one of the, the things that you'll notice right away is that the design of these, because the people at Astro Gaming, if, if people have been listening to the show for a long time, uh, when our buddy Stan Press used to work at Astro Gaming, um, he told us uh, when we were talking about the A40s that the designers there, it's actually kind of a design shop, they were the ones that actually designed the original Xbox 360 uh, console, the actual outside, the way it looks. So... Uh, they have a really strong footing in uh, in design, and these are beautiful. They're really stunning uh, looking headphones. Uh, to me, they kind of seem like a replacement to a certain extent for the Astro Gaming A30s. To a certain extent, there's a couple things that the A30s do that these don't. But uh, the one thing is the A30s kind of rest on top of your ears. These actually still do uh, surround your ear. They'll actually, you know, lay flat on your skull itself. Skull candy, get it? Anyway. So uh. <laughs> uh, I used these for the entire 25 hours of Extra Life, and I really gave them a, a thorough going through. I've also been using them quite a bit here at home. Uh, so first off, I love how they feel. Uh, they're very, very well cushioned around the ears. The microphone, I've heard from a lot of people, sounds wonderful. Uh, I think... The overall design of them, they're very simple to use. Uh, it's actually got this little joystick on the, uh, I think it's the right ear. Let me grab these real quick. It's got this little joystick, uh, this four-way joystick. Uh, so up and down is your regular volume. So you can just volume up and down. And then if you go right or left, that uh, that actually moves uh, like the balance between game chat and game volume. So really easy to get to. The power button's also right there. And to mute it, you just push in on the stick, I think it was. I think. I don't remember, honestly. I'll have to look that up again. Uh, the microphone is really easy to get out of your way. It just pivots on the left ear, so you can just move it up if you don't need it. Uh, it really gets out of your way. But I had these on my ears for 25 hours, never got uncomfortable. Uh, very comfortable to wear, never got that headache feel, anything like that. Uh, the padding is ultra soft, very, very cushiony. And... Um, I love the design. I, I think they're great. The, the thing that they don't do that the Astro Gaming's, uh, the A30s do, is that these don't fold like the Steel Series even do. They don't fold so you can rest them kind of on your neck and they're not in your way. So that's the one thing that they don't do that, a lot, that some of the other ones do. Uh, other than that, though, uh, insanely comfortable, very light, very flexible, but also at the same time have a great, uh, just sturdy feel to them. They don't feel like they're going to break in your hand. I mean, I'm sitting here pivoting them right now and there's no problem at all. No creaking, nothing like that. You can't hear them at all. Uh, Sound-wise, holy crap. Uh, they also have the, the Dolby 7.1 virtual surround uh, that, they, that a lot of the other gaming headphones have. 
really like how these things sound. Uh, I was, I usually had it up too loud, and when Josh was talking to me, I couldn't hear him, so I'd have to you know pull him off my ear. Huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, but these are wireless, so uh, they also come with a little base station. The base station itself has kind of a little hook on the top that you can like rest these on when they're charging, uh, which is kind of a neat little design. It does have an optical pass through. So like the Steel Series, you can actually uh, just use this, these if you want. You can turn your receiver off, turn these on and go, uh, or it has a pass-through so that your receiver can also uh, get the sound off the, off the optical if you choose to go that route. Um, chat is handled by, by USB like a lot of the other ones. It comes with that cable. Uh, and uh, the actual surround sound, like if you want to have the Dolby turned on or off, it's a button on the base station, so very easy to use as well. I did have one problem, and it wasn't that big of a problem. It was more of a glitch, in my opinion. But every now and then, if I would change a game, uh, it would I would like stop getting sound. <clears throat> but all I had to do is turn the headphones off, turn it back on, which is about a five second thing, and it would sync back up. So I don't know if it was just if it was losing the uh, the optical signal from the, the the system itself from the like the console, and that's what was turning it off. But uh, very easy to fix. But that was one of the issues I I, I had with it. Hmm. Um, but it didn't bother me. Like the first time I freaked out, I'm like, whoa, what'd I do? I thought a, a cable came loose or something, but turn them off, turn them back on, boom, done. Uh, comes the chat cable for the Xbox 360 controller. Uh, these have a 2.5 millimeter connection on the bottom, and that's where kind of one of the problems comes up. So for a while, I've been holding off on this review because we haven't been able to get these to work with the PS4 because right now PS4 doesn't support the USB connection for chat. So I've been looking into other options like getting a uh, 2.5mm to 3.5mm plug, um, like using an adapter or whatever else. Uh, Skull Candy actually sent me a cable that has a microphone on it, kind of like the PlayStation 1 does. Uh, that did not work. Uh, pretty much tried everything, and I'll be honest, right now for PS4 until they fix that, uh, that functionality so you can use USB, these just will not work for PS4 for chat. They work with the system fine uh, for, for sound and everything else, but if you want to chat, they just don't work. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, Sony says they're adding that functionality. We just don't know when. I don't think it's going to be too long, but uh, I talked to Skull Candy about it. They said they really don't have a solution because they were counting on the USB functionality working. So, and I understand that. That's fine. But that is something to think about. If you only have a PS4, you might not want to get these right away. Uh, you know, you might want to hold off if you want to get some gaming headphones. Uh, PS3 works beautifully, works wonderfully. Uh, I, I never once got a complaint about how the voice sounded during Extra Life. I was asking people all the time, like, how does my voice sound besides how bad it really is? Uh, but, you know, everybody said it sounded great. So uh, very, very nice. Uh, the other thing is the battery. Holy crap. <laughs> the battery lasts forever on these things. Uh, I charged them once while we were doing Extra Life, and it wasn't because it was beeping at me or anything. I got paranoid. So uh, I actually ran a long USB cable to them while I was using them, and I just charged it up a little bit. But the battery lasts forever on these things. So I don't know if it's the same 18 hours that we were getting out of the Steel Series, but it's got to be close. Because, I, I mean, I, I kept looking over at Josh like, I can't believe the battery's still good in these things. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they're great. They sound wonderful. The bass response is excellent. Uh, obviously, I don't think that the dynamic range is as much as we got out of the steel series but those steel series are 300 bucks these retail for 179 people were finding these at best buy for 139 so if you keep your eyes out you might be able to get these for a pretty good price actually 179 is still not bad uh they're great they're really great i i 
love using them. I had no problems with them whatsoever. And like I said, I think Extra Life is one of the best stress tests for any gaming head headphone. Uh, and these passed with flying colors. Uh, the sound is excellent. The volume that you get out of them is excellent. The the surround effect is phenomenal. Uh, these are total winners as long as you don't want to chat on PS4 right now. I think as soon as that USB thing is fixed on the PS4, these are going to be a great pick for anybody that wants a gaming headset. Uh, like I said, it's it's really nice that they have um, the optical pass-through on the, on the base like a few of the other ones have because there are some people that have it you know, through their home stereo and want to do that way, but you know, the wife and kids go to the bed or whatever, somebody else goes to bed and you want to keep it quiet, you can just turn these things on, turn the receiver off, and they work beautifully. Uh, the other cool thing is once the PS4 chat functionality starts working, the PS4 right now, and I hope they don't change this, my God, I hope they don't change this, but it actually outputs audio on HDMI and optical at the same time, which is great for me when I stream. So that's one cool thing is that if you want even better, like if you use optical, you're going to be held to basically 5.1 sound. There are some 7.1 codecs out there, but I don't think they use them on the consoles <coughs> over optical. Uh, so like if you want to be a real stickler like I am, you run HDMI for audio through the receiver, but if you want to go to headphones, you still have the optical plugged in as well, and you can just go that route. So the PS4 is great in that respect that they do that. Uh, I, I highly recommend these headphones if you don't want to spend the 300 bucks for the Steel Series. Uh, I have Astro Gaming A40s as well, and uh, I can definitely compare those. And I would take these over the Astros any day of the week. I think they're lighter. I think they're more comfortable. Although I love my A40s. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I really, really like these. I think they they fit on my head a little bit better. I think the sound is a little bit better on these than the A40s. It's probably just because of the newer hardware and everything else. But, uh, I, you know, I think there's are fantastic. And I really thank Skullcandy for sending them over. Because I honestly never would have even thought about them. Uh, in terms of trying to get some review units for you know for trying out for people, uh, we get emails all the time about it, people asking about gaming headphones and you know what would you do, what would you do, and kind of the gold standard lately has been the the Sony Pulse Wireless, which are fantastic as well. Uh, yeah. These are definitely a step up from those. Uh, the one thing that the, I think the Sony Pulse have over these though is that the Sonys have the different modes. And they have the specific modes that Sony puts out every now and then for, like, Bioshock Infinite, that sort of thing. Uh, these, I still think, overall, the sound is a little bit better in these. I think the drivers are a little bit better in these. So, And the bass is definitely better in these, even though I love the pulse. I think the bass is a little bit better than the, in these. So um, I don't want to give it a... Like, I don't want to chip off the score because of the uh, PS4 chat thing, because, quite frankly, it's not their fault. Uh, it's Sony's fault. <laughs> So uh, I will definitely give these a 9.0. I think they're fantastic for the price, and I think they're fantastic overall. Uh, they're, they're really good. So these are going to be my downstairs headphones. My, the Steel Series are staying up in my office when I record and everything. These are my downstairs headphones. And right now they're hooked up to the PS3 only. So, But, yeah, they're great. And thanks again to Skullcandy for sending them over. I was thoroughly, thoroughly surprised and impressed by these. Uh, and, yeah, they're, they're cool. So... And Josh doesn't Excellent. have them. Uh, I got the budget pair. Uh, well, you got that nice. pair. You got the. You have the Pulse Wireless. You have. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's too bad we couldn't figure out a chat solution. I really tried pretty much everything. I'm still waiting for that adapter to show up. I ordered from Amazon like three weeks ago because it's through some I don't know Guatemalan distributor or something. But um, I'll give that a try too because that was a 2.5 to 3.5 millimeter adapter that has the third ring. 
So mm. I'm hoping maybe that'll work. But I think by the time I figure something out, Sony will probably fix that USB chat thing. No, I they're going to so. be they're busy fixing the hundred app limit on the Vita. That's a different team. No. <laughs> It's one guy. It's an intern. <laughs> one guy. Yeah, the intern. Put the intern on it. <laughs> it's too bad because I think Stewart actually took that intern away from Sony for a while. I think it's all Stewart's <sighs> fault. Let's blame Stewart. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. All right. All right, nerd. Skylanders. Swap Force. Skylander swap for now. This is weird yeah. because usually Ray does these reviews. Uh, he usually writes all the Skylander stuff, but he does. You uh, and I always you made it known I, that you wanted to try this one. I did. Well, I wanted to try all of them. I did pick up the original one uh, when it was on sale cheap at some point, and it's still sealed up and it's up in the attic somewhere. <laughs> um, because I figured oh, I'll wait. You know, because Hell Baby isn't ready for that. Um, but, Yet. you know, yeah, I really wanted to try this out. So, uh, this is a sequel to the other two games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's, it's Kitty Crack. It's Activision's <laughs> version of Pokemon. Yeah, it's Activision's version of Crack for children, <laughs> essentially. Um it's the world of Skylanders. Uh, these they they live in the world of Skylanders, but in our world, they're frozen solid into those characters that you have, the little characters. Um, when you get the game, you get the starter kit, which comes with three characters and the Portal of Power, uh, mm. which which plugs into your to your PS3 or PS4. Uh, with USB. This is one gripe I have about the game, especially since we're three versions in here. Uh-huh. You couldn't do like a little dongle and make this thing wireless at this point. No. Why? Because then they couldn't reuse the equipment for all the different, uh, platforms. Just keep some, selling some the way. exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get that. You keep the cost down if you don't put it wireless. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They're not making enough money on this already. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Jeez. They're making enough money on this that they could do this. And they're not th- making but, Call of Duty money on this. They but I see are, that. Actually. Because from what I understand, you can take this portal and plug it into the PS4. Yeah. Or the 360 or the Xbox One or anything, you know? You should try um, it on your Wii U. Actually, it would work. Yep. Uh, I just need the physical game uh, to play. And on the Wii U, it's supposed to be pretty cool because they do a lot of off-screen stuff with the with the pad. Hmm. But we're not reviewing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the other cool thing, if you're going to do that, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you get this or one of the other ones for the PS3, and you want to go up to the PS4. All the stats and upgrades and everything are held in the character itself. Right. Which I think is so pretty cool, you, actually. Yeah. So when you take that character to the next game, it's already got all his upgrades and everything. And you can use all your previous Skylanders in this game. All, all from, Oh, really? I thought the very first yes. ones didn't work. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, I, 
I haven't really, I'll be honest. I haven't paid attention to this. That okay. Much. Um, as far as I know, you can use everything that's come before it on this. Um, but that's where things get a little confusing. Okay. Um, I think because I did, I went out to the store, I bought one, uh, cause I needed to, and then I'll, it begins. I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, but when you're out there and you're looking at all these, it, they made it a little more clear on the newer packaging, mm-hmm. you know, that this works for this, this, and this. On some of the older packaging, it's not clear. It's not entirely clear whether this will work for this game or that game or that game. Um, so the problem here, <laughs> problem, uh, 16 <laughs> new characters. 16 new characters for Swap Force. They're about 15 bucks each. Uh, well, I say about 15 bucks each. Some of them come in like a level pack where it's like a character and two items. And that's like 20 some dollars. Uh, they're Swap Force characters because they're held together by little magnets at the waist. And you just pop them apart they just come right apart and you can recombine them with the other ones which will get you up to 256 combinations of characters that's hot that's crazy that's some sweet action um so when i started the game uh the game it's it's essentially like diablo style gameplay Oh, really? uh, it's like a ha- yeah, it's like a hack and slash, and you're grabbing loot all over the place. Um, but it's tuned for kids, obviously. Yeah. And all the loot you're grabbing, you use for upgrades. Um, but the thing with that is, uh, as I'm playing the game, you know, you go through the entire first level, and I hit one area. There's all these little side areas and, and it says, um, you know, you need this swap combination to access this area, uh, which would be like a fire and water guy. Well, that's what comes with the, with the pack. So you swap them out and you got a fire slash water guy and you put him on and you use him and you're in and that's great. Well, then I got to one that I didn't have a character for and I was like, fuck, all right. So you got well, the Well, that's Prius. okay. Well, so I said, that's okay. It's If that's how they're going to do it, you know, I can get through the game and there's like one here, no big deal. Well, then you get to the second level and there's like five areas you can't get into. And then you get to the next level, there's like eight areas you can't get into. It sounds and worse it just, than Tiger Woods. Oh, oh, it's brutal. And obviously, I get it. You know, yeah. they're doing it to get you to buy the things. If you had the old ones, great. You know, you can access a bunch of things. What threw me off is there's a gigantic box. Well, you need a giant character to open this box. I'm like, fuck, seriously? <laughs> so I need to even buy like the older ones now too. And people bitch about possible microtransactions in Grand Prism. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is killer. Wow. And of course it's aimed at kids and the kids are, wow, I need to get this character. Cause I need to open this up. Come on, please, 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 please. Oh, it's brutal. Crap. But that's the whole point of the game. Yeah, yeah. And and even as you're playing the game, even as you're moving throughout the level, uh 
an Earth-based character is strongest here. So they're even telling you what you you know. Well, I don't have an Earth-based character. Well, you're fucked. You're not fucked, but you, you need they, to find a, a friend that has kids that are into Skylanders and go over there and yeah. just beat the kids up someday. <laughs> That's the thing. They want you to you, to buy all the characters. Um, God. So you use the characters that they ask you to use. The you know the fire character is stronger in this area, so you use that character, and and he is. He he's. He does better fighting the enemies in that area. Um, but yeah, it's all artificially thrown in there to get you to buy more characters. Right. Um, Which is expected. Yeah. And that's kind of the bummer though, because if you don't have the right combinations, like maybe you have one of the guys, but you don't have, maybe you have the, uh, a fire guy, but you don't have a magic guy oh, or you or you don't you do have a magic guy but you don't have but he's not a swap force one so you need a, a magic swap force guy so you can pop him off and make him a magic slash undead or a magic slash fire or a magic slash water oh if you could hear uh, yourself right now oh i know <laughs> i know i lived it i've been playing this game wow <laughs> uh so that's the whole thing with it um and this, the thing about those side levels is, uh, you know, they're, they're like bonus levels, whatever. But yeah. in those bonus levels, you unlock hats, which are all these big upgrades oh for your characters. It totally is Malibu Stacy. It is. Uh, and legendary treasures, which are also upgrades for your characters and things like that. So if you can't unlock all these upgrades, well, uh, you also get to the end of the level and it gives you one to three stars, you know, one for completing the level two yeah. for finding this and three for f- opening up everything. Well, you can't open up everything oh. unless you have all the characters <laughs> or enough characters, right? Combinations of characters to open it all up. Yeah. So you can never get all the stars and you can never complete fully, fully complete the game. So if you're OCD or you have a screaming kid, you're in big trouble. Oh, good, good thing neither of those apply to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing with those stars is they go towards your portal master level. And you Did Mark as come the, back por- on the show? <laughs> yeah. You as your as the portal master, when you get all these stars and you upgrade level to level level, that allows you to get more upgrades in the game. So unless you have all these characters, you can't even upgrade your characters, you know, to all these higher levels. It can be frustrating. Um, the game itself, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, Patrick Warburton is in it. As Captain Flynn, he's been in the other game, at least one of the other games. I don't know if he was in both um, as this character. Uh, The main villain is Chaos, uh, and he's launching an all-out attack to try to gain control of the world. But a second villain comes in at some point, and no spoilers, but it's an awesome second villain and really plays off of chaos and creates all kinds of really funny moments and cool stuff. So the story is actually really, really good. It's obviously it's geared towards kids. The whole game is geared towards kids. It's not incredibly difficult. Boss battles are really not that difficult. 
I'm playing at like the the default difficulty level. There are two higher. Uh, there's like a hard and then like a nightmare one. Uh, I didn't get to try those. Um, you can get through a lot of the game with just one or two buttons. Uh, well, yeah, it's made um, for kids. It's made for kids, but or you, you, know, as, right. you as you as you upgrade your characters, um, there are some serious button combinations going on hmm. to pull off all these crazy moves. So they do really reward you if you go that route. No, you know why and, they're doing that? They're they're doing that after a while to get the the dad involved because mom won't have anything to do with this. <laughs> they're doing that to get dad involved. So then dad's like, hey, why don't we go down and get another po- get another Pokemon? I mean, uh, Skylander, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's like um, the new baseball cards. So, well, the characters, they, I, and I know you said you've seen them, you know, at your friend's house. They are really nicely detailed and, and they're pretty cool looking oh, yeah. characters. Um, but yeah, man, they, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> um, so the game itself is fun. Uh, you you can upgrade your characters. Uh, you go down this this upgrade path. You have to you know have all the coin basically to to be able to upgrade them. Um, and as you do as for the swap characters, you upgrade the top half and you upgrade the bottom half separately. Mm. Uh, and in doing so. You know, you'll you'll go down the upgrade path. You'll go like three levels in. It's you know you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this, and then it splits. And one will be, you know, geared towards once like for most characters, it's like an offensive or a defensive. You know, for the top level or the bottom level, you have to pick one or the other, and then it's locked to that for that character. Yeah. Um, so you have to really think about how you want to play this character. Uh, swapping them is actually pretty cool. It, it opens up a lot of new possibilities and, and combinations and abilities and things like that, where because of their bottom halves, they move differently and they can access different areas and, and different side missions and mini games and things like that. And if you combine that with a top half that has different, you know, either projectile abilities or close in combat or whatever, you know, you can, you can switch them up and create these cool combinations that are very useful depending on where you are. Uh, So it is a cool idea. It's just frustrating. I mean, I know why they do it because they want to sell these things and that's the whole point. It's, it can just get frustrating when you're like, ah, and I don't have those characters and I'm not going to do it. I'm yes, not going to buy you are. it. Uh, no. I, Lou, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take hail baby, uh, out for uh, just a little drive around, just get him out in some air. And, uh, well, you know, he sat down, he, he got down here. He, he saw them all. Oh boy. And I went, oh, no, I didn't want him to see. He, <laughs> he ignored them. He wasn't even interested in them. Oh. Yeah. Adding further to my theory that he's going to hate video games when he grows up. No, he's. you should see him with a PS3 DualShock controller I, in his I hand. I took the picture of him. With the Vita. With, yeah, with the Vita on your lap. Yeah. 
He knows his way around a dual shock. It's amazing. Just because he knows his way around it doesn't mean he's going to like it when he gets older. Just so yeah. dad can be disappointed. He was watching me play Assassin's Creed 4, which is why I said, you know, there's a lot of death here. Maybe let's move to FIFA. And that's why I was playing <laughs> FIFA. But he was watching that and he was looking at me. He was looking at my hands and he was looking at me and he's watching the screen. And like he was getting it in his head. He's like, what's... You're going to be so as disappointed as Mark's dad there. was with Mark that he didn't watch football. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I think it'd be fun, but if he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it, whatever. Yeah. That just means more games for you. Exactly. Get his filthy, grubby hands off of him. Yeah, I don't have to worry about him messing my stuff up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how your father gets. <laughs> yeah. So along with all that, there's a bunch of mini games that are available that you can unlock, um, which those are pretty fun. Climbing up the side of a wall while stuff is falling all over the place and you have to avoid it. Sure. Um, Flying through checkpoints while avoiding bombs that are floating all over the place and moving. (laughs) Um, Jumping around platform, like a set number of platforms on the screen. You're jumping around them as they're flipping over and disappearing and lasers are shooting across the rows. Jeez. And you're trying to collect items as you're doing all this. So they have like mini games like that throughout the whole thing. But of course, to unlock those, you have to have the right combination of characters and go through the right thing to unlock them. You know what that means? Another drive over to Toys R Us. I, yeah, so that's, it's a double-edged sword, you know, it's, it's a fun game, it's a cool game, it's geared towards kids, it's great for kids, like, I can see how a kid would love this game, because it's a fun platformer, it's funny, the, the writing is really good, the story is actually good, Yeah. Uh, it looks great, the sound is great, the music is really good, uh, the voice acting is really, really good, um, but at the same time, you know, if you have a kid that's into this, you're going to be laying out a lot of money on these things. Remember being at E3 when money. they first unveiled Skylanders and you and I were both like, ah. Yeah. They're going to try to get the Pokemon market. Ah. <sighs> that's crazy. <laughs> Look at how they blew up. Um, so, uh, it's a good game. You know, it's, it's really good. There is that downside, um, to needing at least the, I I was looking on Amazon trying to figure out, you know, which characters are there and how much they all cost. And I was like, what would be the minimum? (laughs) (laughs) What's the absolute minimum characters I would need to be able to get to unlock all those different places, you know? And I just gave up. I was like, I I couldn't even figure it out. It's it's going to be too many. So yeah, I'm not. I, there's I'm not, unless I can borrow some from somebody. Everybody, I write this say. down. Write this down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, because if I do get through this like a hundred percent in any way or close to a hundred percent, it's because I'm getting the characters from somewhere else. I'm not buying all this. There's no way. Uh-huh. No. I don't have the money for that. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Where'd all our Amazon money go? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had access to that, you'd be in trouble. Uh, what do you mean? You have access to it. How? I shouldn't have told him, but. <laughs> um, no. So I'm giving this uh, an 8.5. Huh. 
All right. It's well. I'm trying and that was to be the PS3 version you were talking about, right? The PS3 version, yes. I'm trying to be more stingy on my grades here because I know I've I've, I've been quite generous in the past, no. and I'm trying to be a little more, a little tighter on the grades here, a little more. I don't know, a little less generous, I would say. Um, it, it's funny with you and I, I especially. I, I think it's just that the. We're gamers. We it's not our job. So it, it's, yeah. I don't know. I never feel like I have like number one that it matters that much. But uh, it's just how much fun I I had with the game, and you know that's why I think the one that comes up the most now is Knack because I, I think I gave it an eight, mm-hmm. and all these other people are just ramming on it. Like Jim Sterling, of course, gave it his. He did a top ten list today and his top ten worst games of 2013, and he gave Knack number ten, and I'm like, really. <laughs> Come on! Out of all the games that were exactly. out, that was one of the you know, worst. It's a fun game, and and I enjoyed it, and I played all the way through it. And like I said, I think that's one of the biggest litmus tests of any video game for me personally is if I actually finish the game. If I finish yeah. the game, it's it can't be bad because if it's bad, I'm going to stop playing it. Plain yeah. and simple. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you and I, and even the writers, I think we. I think we just, in general, look at things a little bit more positively because we're gamers and, and we do this because we love it and, you know, that sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, it's not like we've been assigned something. Yeah. So. We do. And and I, I feel that. And I, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it over the last couple of months and I thought I, I want to be a little more, I don't know how to put it. I want to be a little more critical. Yeah. You know, yeah, on, I understand on how I score things. So, you know, I don't want to be giving out tens like candy. You know, I was joking about that, but I, I did. I gave out a lot of tens recently. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to be a little more critical. And, you know, Tearaway was the first one. Yeah. Tearaway. And then you, you were know, like the old, you were probably the lowest score. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I know. Bader. And I saw that and I was like, holy crap. And, and I, I kept trying to reiterate, it's it's not a bad game. It's a really great game. It's one of the best games on the Vita. Yeah. But there were problems I had with the platforming and some other things there, just issues that that brought it down. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had to, I couldn't give it a nine or a 10 hmm. with all the problems because even... You know, I sat down even before we went on and we recorded and before I wrote the review and everything. And I said, maybe I'm crazy here. And I went back and I played it and I went right to one of those parts. And I was like, oh, no, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting too frustrated here. It's, it is. It's, it's an awesome game. And it's amazing what you can do in that game and how beautiful it is and how cool the story is and everything about it. But it has some issues. And where I would have glossed over those issues or overlooked them and said, you know, but the overall package is, I'm going to try not to do that as much anymore. Yeah. If there are issues there and there's, there are issues enough that they they make me want to drop the game, you know, then I have to take off for that. I have to. Well, I think one of the things that you see, though, is that there are some games that have issues that I think – Anybody, not even just us, but anybody will look past some issues because they had so much fun with the overall game. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that we were talking about with Battlefield 4 Online on PS4. 
Yeah, it was broken when it first came out, and I'm not, and I don't want to say broken, but there were issues. There were, it was crashing like crazy and everything else. But when it worked, it was so freaking good that we were all willing to look. Past, I mean, Christ, we were still playing that more than Killzone Shadowfall, and I love Killzone Shadowfall. So it, there's those certain situations where I think you know you kind of get blinded to the issues because you're just enjoying everything else about it so much. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, that's the whole thing about it, and that's why. Um, the whole grading system, I mean, the reason we do it is because the people that send us the games expect a score. And that's, you know, it's just kind of that vicious circle. But uh, I would much rather just say, yeah, I enjoyed it. Buy it. <laughs> or, or this is a terrible <laughs> piece of crap. Don't even touch it. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's, yeah, it's tough giving it a score. and And then living with that score sometimes. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's not. But... Uh, but at other times, like I, I, I paint over these. Sometimes I'm like, oh, where, where does this go? <laughs> you know, other times, other times I, I start playing a game, and you know, maybe an hour or two in, I'm like, I start to form an idea already, and I'm like, unless this has a really bad screw up, it's a huge score. It's a big score. Oh yeah. it's it's just too much fun. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, you get into that every now and then. Oh yeah, so, definitely. But I am. I'm trying to be a little more critical and a little more. Well, um, I have. I obviously scored Killzone Shadowfall higher than a lot of people, but I enjoyed the shit out of it, even with a couple of the issues I had with it. You know, and yeah. Uh, but I love the series. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and you know, whatever. Nobody is ever going to always agree with you. There's always going to be somebody with oh, a different no. opinion about it too. So. And yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not professionals. No. We don't know what we're talking about. No. You know, you may love the game or you may hate the game. I mean, a lot of people, see, I felt bad because somebody on Twitter wrote to me, thanks for that tearaway review. And uh, now I can avoid it. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you give it? You gave it like an 8 or an 8.5, didn't you? 8.5. They're going to avoid yeah. it on an 8.5? Well, That's because crazy. of everything I said, because I, I wrote back, I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. He's like, you know, when you were talking about the problems with the platforming and this and that, I was like, well, I said, it's a great game. It's one of the best games on the system. You know, I had some issues with it, but, you know, don't just pass it up because of that. And he was like, no, because you said this and you said that. And these are things that I would have problems with. And I said, all right, that's you know that's your decision. But if you get a chance, I yeah. strongly suggest well, I, trying it. It's been on sale for like twenty bucks lately, and it's totally yeah. worth it. Although, oh, yeah, it is. I kind of have a feeling that Tearaway is going to be a PS Plus game at some point. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, but I hope so because I I really think it's one of the best games on the Vita. And I, I know you hear that and you say, but you gave it an eight point five. But but well, still, I. It, it is one of the best games on the Vita. But, it, you know, it, it's funny because the issues that you had, I think some other people wouldn't even bat an eye at what, what happened, you know, in terms yeah. of uh, the yeah. perspective and, and some of the platforming stuff. Some people that doesn't bother them at all. And that's why we've always talked about how reviews are very subjective. You know, they're very... Yeah, they are. They're, they're tied to the person that are reviewing it. And that's why I personally get frustrated with the bigger sites when you see somebody, like, review a genre that they would never even touch that genre unless they were ordered to, to review that game. Oh, and that's that something that we've always girl. tried to avoid here is, you know, we want somebody that enjoys the Skylander game or we want somebody that enjoys an East game or whatever. 
I don't want to just like, oh, we got this East game. Uh, all right, you do it, even though you've never played an RPG in your life and you hate them. It's just that, it's ridiculous. That poor girl that had to review Gran Turismo Six. Oh my god! And gave it a terrible score, and she wrote, and everybody dumped on her like crazy. Yeah. But but really, she should not have ever had that no. review because she said, "I don't." racing games i don't understand the simulation stuff i can't get into this it makes no sense i am terrible at these driving games and i don't understand it and she gave it a terrible score yeah obviously that's a heavy simulation driving game yeah it's some outlets just don't make any sense to me at all yeah just the idea that they would even hand that to somebody I, and it doesn't matter that she's a girl. It's just I I noticed I saw that on NeoGaf, and then I followed it and found out about you know the site and the the person who wrote it and everything. Yeah. But what surprised me was that a lot of people on NeoGaf didn't even look at the site. They just read what was there on NeoGaf because a lot of them were like this guy. He said ha, it was all like they didn't even know it was a woman that wrote it. Yeah. They they were just going on what they were reading in the comments on NeoGAF. And I was like, dudes, you know, figure out who or what you're talking about here. Exactly. Read the review. Because I did. I read the whole review and I was like, okay, all right. She fully explains. She's like, look, this is not my game. I don't understand it. This is not my type of game. I never play these type of games. The only racing game I'm good at is Mario Kart. You know, and everybody took that right there and they were like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) and it makes sense. You know, she shouldn't have had it in the first place. Anybody, guy or girl who does not play, who can't wrap their heads around, you know, I shouldn't have a heavy, deep, deep, deep RPG. Yeah. Because I'm never going to get my head around that. I'm never going to get anywhere in that game. Yeah, that's like a sign of JRPG. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, and Gran Turismo. I love the, the Gran Turismo series, but I don't know cars. I don't care about cars. Yeah. Okay? I'm not a car guy. Where I have guys that I worked with where we'd be walking down Broadway and, you know, some fancy something would drive by and they'd be like oh that's a blah 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 and i'm like oh okay well see that's uh, the how thing did with you know that though. i'm not a car guy but i i appreciate cars to a certain extent and i really enjoy the racing oh, i'm yeah, not I as love much a tuner as i'm you know i like getting out and racing and and i get enough out of it but then you go to like gt gt planet go to their forums and holy fuck I yeah. mean, it's just, it's so detail-oriented, and, and uh, that's not me. And, and But I still get enough out of the game that I'm still playing it. You know, I just didn't play it this week because I didn't take my PS3 with me. But uh, I, I think the, I've loved the series since the first one, and, and a lot of that stuff is lost on me. Yeah, oh yeah. Most of that game is lost on me because I do very little. I do almost nothing with tuning. I get my car, uh, and I drive. And I do terrible half the yeah. time. Sometimes I, I do pretty well. Uh, but I don't take the time because I can't figure that out. I get in there and my eyes just glaze over. I'm like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> well, and I've, even if I did, I wouldn't understand it. I've kind of figured out my formula now for t- tweaking and everything else. But one of the things that I don't really get into too much is the suspension stuff. 
And it was funny mm-hmm. because, I mean, I'll lower a car every now and then if, if for a certain situation, and I keep a configuration for certain situ- situations. But when I was online with those NASCAR guys and we were doing Daytona at night, holy shit. It was the day the game came out, and I'm on with them at lunchtime, and they're talking about, like, well, I did the suspension here, and I did this. And you can adjust the suspension for each wheel, you know? And they're like, well, I did this one at this, and here, and this. And I, and I changed the camera <laughs> angle, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But at the same time, they're doing all that, and they're definitely do- performing better than I am. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about stuff like that. It's, you know, I love the games, and I love the way they look, and I love driving them. Uh, but I I couldn't even begin to understand all that stuff. You know, somebody, one of the guys I worked with, we were talking about maybe GT3 or 4 when that came out. Uh, and they were like, oh, no, I, I changed the I, – I put a spoiler on or I did something well, yeah. and I – you know, and I did this and I did this because it does this. And I was like, oh, it does? See, that's oh. the thing. I started learning that stuff with GT5 <laughs> where uh, I noticed that I was all over the track. And then I learned, oh, wait, I'll put the spoiler on the back and I'll put an arrow kit on that keeps me lower to the ground. So that when I put the spoiler on the back, that keeps the, the back wheels on the ground better because that's, yeah. that's the, ground, the downforce you need. And yeah. I started looking into more and more of that kind of stuff. And I started figuring that out. And, you know, I, I, there's certain – I mean – I'll pretty much do the same tweaks on a lot of cars all the time. Like first thing I do is take weight off because then I can brake better, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I kind of have a formula of here's, or like almost like a checklist more or less where mm-hmm. if it's a car that I know I'm going to keep for a long time, uh, in, you know, instead of having a car just for a certain amount of races, because sometimes I'll grab a car just because I need them for a circuit. You know, you need this car from 1970 to 1979. It has to be yeah. this many performance points, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll pick up that car and I'll tweak it a little bit, but I won't put all the money into it. But there's other cars like if I, when I got my 1970s charge, uh, Challenger, tweak the shit out of it because I knew that that car is going to stay in my stable and it's going to be one of my favorites. So yeah, it's, it's uh, I lo- the thing I like about GT6 is that it allows you to access that stuff a lot easier than having to back out and go through 20 different menus to get to it to change it. Mm, yeah. So that that's been a lot more beneficial this time around in gt6 for me but yeah i need to get back and play that too that's definitely gonna be something on the weekend i'll be playing some gt6 online yeah it's i haven't i haven't picked that up i it's 40 it's 40 bucks right now on amazon yeah it is um but i mean if you wait long enough they'll have an excel edition (laughs) uh, probably (laughs) you'll be waiting a while though i mean even the new tracks, I mean, there's not a lot new, but Willow Springs is such a great freaking track now. And uh, like I said, the big thing with GT6 is the handling now and, and the just the driving because the new physics and the new uh, the stuff with the tires and the suspension, it makes it a totally different game for me. And it was funny because I thought maybe that was just me. And when I've been online with people, they're all saying the same thing. They're just impressed as hell at how well everything handles now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I – man – I really love that game. I think they did such a fantastic job. I can't wait to see it on PS4. Holy shit. <laughs> so, how the hell we start talking about that? <sighs> so, I don't know if you heard. I was going to bring it up really quick. Uh, but Mark and Jesse have another kid on the way. Really? Yep. Wow. Due in July. Oh, second, my. Second kid on the way for the singers. Oh, my. Yep. Those poor, poor people. 
So she'll be pregnant at MGC again. Yep. Seems to be a trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, emails. 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 Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, we're going to talk about this. This is stupid. I know, but it All has right. to be talked about because everybody is let talking. Go, let me go find the article. It was on N4G trying to get clicks. Yes, and everybody's talking about it because of that, and they're they're just okay. d- spreading misinformation and misunderstanding and whatever. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and read it. I found the article. Um, okay. Hang on. Okay. Uh, from Jeff Campanozzi. Campanazzi. Campanazzi over here. Campanazzi. Campanazzi. What's your take on the whole Sony bankruptcy article? Do you think Sony will go bankrupt in two years' time? Thanks, guys, for all the hard work. No, I don't think they will. Because if you actually read the article, they didn't say that they were going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, The the people who put the headline up yes. <laughs> said Sony's going bankrupt. <laughs> yes. Because they would get clicks on M4G. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they did it. Because if you read the article uh, and actually it's in the comments on M4G, somebody actually read it and, and put this um, that the, it's the actual probability that the firm will be distressed in the next two fiscal years. Which I and, highly doubt. And, but they said distress does not mean they're going to go bankrupt. Right. It just means they're distressed. And Sony has been financially distressed for quite some time now. Yeah, like seven years. It, this is nothing new. It's it's a it's a sensationalist headline to yeah. get you to click, and it worked because it's the top of M4G right now. Well, and also when you think about it, in the last seven years that they've had these problems. They've made all these strides at you know simplifying things. They got rid of a couple divisions that were losing money, that sort of thing. Although I saw an article that they're going to actually keep their battery business, which is uh, pretty interesting because a lot of their own devices work off those batteries, so it's built-in income. But uh, you know they've they've made all these all these uh, moves to simplify things and to get rid of uh, costs and that sort of thing. So if anything, I think that they're probably going to be in a better spot in two years, especially because they're making a small profit. Not a lot, but they're making a small profit on every PS4 sold. They're not losing money like a lot of hardware, uh, you know, hardware manufacturers do when a system, when a console first comes out. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, you can't take most of this stuff seriously because a couple articles down in the top articles on M4G is Michael Pachter, Saying the PS4 will dominate. Yeah. Um, at least that's the headline. That's another one. If you dig into it, <laughs> this is also the Michael Pactor who said a couple of months ago that the Xbox One was going to rule this generation. <laughs> yeah. Which it was uh, funny because he was the only one saying that back then. Yeah. Um, but if you look into his stuff, He's not even saying that it's going to dominate. No. He's saying that it's going to like outsell the Xbox. I forget how many, but it's not domination by any stretch of the imagination. It's a sensationalist headline to get you to click on it. So that's, that's clickbait. Yeah, that's clickbait. <laughs> we should have one of our writers do a top ten every week. 
Yeah. And then we put ads on the site. So do all this after the Golden Mine Cart voting is done. That would be the smartest way Just to Just start do making it. money hand over fist on all these clicks we'll get. Top ten lists are the shit. Yeah. No top fives. Top fives seem to do much better. That's true. They're easier to write too. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're doing it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yep, see? I I can't do that. But I put that email in there because I wanted to get that information out. That it's it's sensationalist headline writing to get you to freak out and to get you to click on M4G. That's it. Yeah. So. I know. I know. That's I mean that's that love hate relationship we've always had with N4G at the beginning mm. anyway. So Yeah. They can drive traffic to your site, but they drive traffic to a lot of uh, to a lot of crap. Including us. Well <laughs> So there you go. Remember that I mean the story <laughs> that got the most traction for a long time was before the PS4 and Xbox One came out, I think it was Chaz. Yeah. Like found something in the website code or something for Assassin's Creed. And, Assassin's Creed 4. Yeah, and they noticed that the uh, special edition or the collector's set was the same price as the PS3 version. And he's like, well, that kind of confirms the pricing is going to be about the same. And, I mean, that you we were number one on N4G for like three days, I think. For a week, yeah, actually. Yeah, for nothing. I mean, More was, than a week, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, I don't know this next one. Oh, dude. I don't remember. Oh, come on. Well, talk for a minute, and I'll try to pull it up and listen to it. <laughs> uh, all right. So Christian, Chris, says, uh, Hi, guys. I couldn't find it in the episode notes because Glenn's lazy. Uh, I had that my commentary there. Yeah. Um, what's the 80s-ish music at around the 90-minute mark in episode 350? One. The problem is I edited that on my laptop, so I don't have the files with me. So I have to go. Let's see. Cheers. Uh, at about ninety minutes in. Yeah. Let's Come on, I'm I'm almost at the end here. Chris. right now but it's not what i'm at 90 minutes and there's nothing oh uh, we're talking about dude? the baftas oh uh, hold on it's golden mine cards <laughs> you're leaving remember. this in i don't remember what's I, he wanted to know what the break music i usually put that in the notes or something well, i said he couldn't find it huh yeah, I don't remember. I'd, uh, you Shazam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Man. I used my laptop to edit last week because I was at my parents' last week. That's right. So oh, I have no idea what song I'm You know, on. I threw this in there because I think here's a slam dunk. Yeah, that was uh, good. You, you gotta I forgot who I was I, working with. I do the with. podcast, and the next day I'm editing it, and it just, after that, it just kind of goes out of my mind. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Well, all right then. Hold on, let me. Oh wait. Oh, that's um from the Turbo Graphics CD version of Shadow of the Beast. Aha. Uh-huh. 
Yes. So that's the theme song. The, the, the first level that you play in Shadow of the Beast on the TurboGrafx CD or the PC Engine CD, uh, that's from Shadow of the Beast. I found it. It's at one. It's actually at uh, 100 minutes in. Uh, Somebody can't count. So anyway, sorry about well, that. Well, he, he did say cheers, so it's, he's probably listening in metric. <laughs> but they use the uh, – don't they use Imperial in England? They don't use the metric oh, thing. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I know Top Gear, they always talk about miles per hour. That's because they're pandering to the American audience. That's true. That's all that matters. All right. I guess I'll read one of these. Yes. Uh, you get the big one. This is from Way Too Easy. Oh, man. I haven't heard from Way Too Easy in a long time. Well, it's a good one. This is, hi, guys. Why do you hate Australia? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have nice beaches and nice beer and sexy lady. Ooh, maybe I need to go to Australia, except for this. Yeah, Bondi Beach. Yo, I've never been bitten by a deadly spider or snake or jellyfish or shark and never have been decapitated, decapitated by a drop bear. Drop bear. Tell that to the guy who sticks his finger up the butts of every animal. The guy that got speared by a... Stick by, my, uh, I'm gonna, now I'm going to stick my thumb up its butthole. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, and you still got me email left here, but the thing is, you always see those pictures of those brown recluse or whatever, those humongous fucking spiders in Australia. They're all hairy and, I mean, they're humongous. <laughs> Plus, their, their toilets go backwards. That's true. Uh, seriously, the notion of us being convicts is only <laughs> something I've run into while listening to the U.S.-based podcast, and I find it really weird. You should hear what other countries say about Americans. Oh, I've heard. Oh, yeah. You I, should hear what I say about Americans. <laughs> you should go up to Canada. Go to Toronto sometime. Jesus. When uh, What was it? Uh, uh, Michael Moore's whatever 9-11 came out. Jeez, that's all I talked about in Toronto. Uh, anyway, can you please make the podcast longer, but also shorter and more concise? And can I be on Josh's friends list? Because I don't even know what a podcast is. Cheers, big ears. <laughs> Actually, I want to go to Australia someday. Uh, my friend oh, David's yeah. nephew lives moved down there when he was real young and became like a pro skater and all kinds of stuff. Seems to like it. I absolutely want to go to Australia. World I, tour, dude. Australia, New Zealand, Japan. Oh, fuck. Maybe that'll be world tour number two. There's our, yeah, there's our uh, Pacific, Pacific Rim there tour. There we go. We'll do the Atlantic and then we'll do the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan, Buy at least. Stuff Amazon. Maybe Korea. Because I'm probably going to end up in China at some point oh with boy. my kid and my wife oh and boy. her family. And you'll never come home. Uh, like, um, no, he's in Vietnam now. Cade. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's in Vietnam. Vietnam. He's in, I thought he's in Korea. No, he was tweeting like mad from Vietnam. Oh, was that last from week. Vietnam? Okay, yeah, yeah. Him walking around with because uh, Kelly from Sega's out over there with him right now, hanging out, and they were like, they went to some uh, these monks own a bunch of animals. I don't know if they're all like rescues or something, but they had like tigers and all kinds of stuff. And he was riding an elephant yesterday. I saw. This is Cade, who used to be the one of the community. He was like um, the community guy at, for PlayStation yeah. Home. Yeah the main community guy there were two of them but he was like the big the Actually, the head honcho there were three there were three yeah one of uh, them was really didn't get involved with us yeah yeah okay but yeah he he was our main contact with home one of our main contacts with home yeah. he he's a good guy yeah he just up and quit good friend yeah jerk 
ran off to Asia. Left us in the lurch. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just a big joke about Australia. You know, it is nothing malicious. We have some very it's, good friends in Australia. Yeah, it's 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 a running joke that I because Australia was uh, England sending all their convicts. I mean, look, the, the U.S. is. All the people that got – it's been set in stripes. It was everybody who got kicked out of every decent country in Europe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were just the the people that were unwanted and un, unloved. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we ended up here. So, you know. You know, it's funny how he says this too because I'm still getting friend requests. And people are like, big fan of the show. <laughs> I'm like, but then you know that – we can't. I can't add you unless you donate, which a few people yeah. did. It's crazy. Yeah, like st- people are still doing it, which is awesome. And um, Jason Honaker uh, had uh, had like donated enough, and he didn't put the weekend in Thailand on there. So he emailed us and said, "Hey, can we do this?" So uh, if you did, if you've done that, if you donated and you didn't want to, and you didn't do the friends list thing, and you want to, uh, I have the proof. So you just have to email us and let us know. Yeah, I like that he said, you know, I, I've been thinking about it before your 2,000 people yeah. fill up. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a couple decades yeah. from now, okay? <laughs> well, once once the floodgates open, I think it's going to be crazy because I still get about... Yeah, well, for you, not for me. Well, but you don't play online. No, I think everybody puts in... Everybody misspells mine. That might be it too, yeah. Mine's easy. I think there's a lot of that going on. I think there's a lot of people that just don't even bother with me because you're Glenn and I'm oh, me. Knock it off. Oh, yeah, okay. But dude, you've been here since it's yours. You've been here since the start. I mean, it's ours now, yes, but you've been here from beginning till now. And No, my name's I'm just, just easier. T O R G O T O R G O. But I'm also the interloper, even though I've been here longer than any other co-host at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> Actually, I wonder if I've been here than longer than all the rest of them combined. That's what I want. Combined? I would have to be. Well, no, because there's overlap. We'd have to count the overlap. Yeah. Mm. Well, Jared was only know. like a year and a couple of weeks. Mark's no, the no, long no. one. I think he was like three years. Mm, and we're on our fourth, no. we're on our eighth year. So, yeah. I don't know. He wasn't. Mark wasn't three years. I thought he because was. when I because when I looked Mark up, I was shocked. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he wasn't nearly as long as I thought." Hmm. And I had already passed him, or I was just about to pass him. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but yeah, hmm. that that's shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, we've talked about that. That I, you know, I was looking for any information on the PS3. I was I was frustrated at all the negativity towards Sony and, and the PS3 and everything that was going on all over the internet. And I kept seeing, you know, here's the PS Nation podcast, our joystick podcast. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. I was like, what is this thing? Well, I guess I'll try it. I don't know. I guess, how do I do this? I download this. Where am I going to do that? How am I going to listen to this? And then I listened to it and I was like, this is crap. And I was like, uh, <laughs> that's what everybody no. says. <laughs> um, no, I was, it's funny. Cause I listened to it and I was like, uh, I don't know. I think I was, I was surprised 
at where you guys were, and I couldn't figure out how you guys got to joystick. And I was like, how does that happen? It was... And why didn't weird. I do that? <laughs> I was like, huh. I was like, I wonder if I could do something like this. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. And I just never bothered with it. And then, you know, I fell into the one. And who would have ever thought, you know, a couple years later, yeah. I fall into this. Yeah. This is the At one MGC. that I... Where this was the happen. first podcast. Yeah, the first podcast that I ever listened to. And the thing that got me to listen to podcasts in the first place. <laughs> and a couple of years later, here I am. I was like, that's weird. Well, it's funny because I never really listened to podcasts at all. And somehow, some way, I got into Team Fremont, which are the Robot Panic guys. And Hilden that I talked about a few weeks ago that passed away. And that's the first one I ever listened to was Team Fremont. And... I just really got into the community and everything else. And then uh, I started listening to Evil Avatar Radio, which Phil Kohler ran that for a long time. That's at Polygon now. And, uh, I mean, that's how PS Nation started was off that. And the whole joystick thing was really weird because Andrew Yoon was running uh, PS3 Fanboy, which was that, you know, how joystick always for a long time had, like, different sites for specific systems so they had yeah. xbox fanboy and ps3 or uh, ps fanboy all that stuff and mark had started sitting in with jared and i and i don't think andrew really heard any of the jared stuff i would hope not because why would he want why would he want us on joystick but he just happened to email me and he's like listen our podcast sucks and that's pretty much what it said like our podcast sucks we really want to like have you replace the show and blah blah. blah. Like what? <laughs> I was just freaking out, and like we had to go through lawyers and all kinds of stuff. And I was all afraid of, because um, I, you know, we we didn't take it seriously at all. And I was all afraid of the, the the analogy I always bring up is in Wayne's World when Noah's Arcade starts sponsoring the show and they completely change the show. Yeah, and that's what I was really afraid of. And I basically said, listen. You guys can't say what we talk about. You got, you know, we control the content and everything. And it went back and forth for a couple of weeks and Jared didn't know about it. Cause I was, I kind of wanted him off the show. I just didn't trust him anymore because, uh, he had the whole minecart thing. And, uh, but he was also getting into that community theater at the same time. So I had a feeling he was going to quit anyway. So that's why I brought Mark on. I'm like, Mark, Hey, you should do this with me. And, and, uh, so Mark started, started sitting, and it was just like this perfect storm, just like when you and Joel were at MGC and, and Mark was leaving. Yeah. Um, and it was funny when Mark left, too, because we had our big conference call with uh, Jack Buser at Sony and with Cade and with a lawyer uh, at Sony about the, the community theater. Because we were the first ones in the community theater. We had started the whole thing, and but we had this meeting with them. They, we really didn't even know what it was going to be, and, you know... It's really tough for me to do these videos because I don't live by Mark and I didn't live by you and Joel, that sort of thing. So we're trying to figure that all out and then we get off the phone and Mark calls me back on Skype. He goes, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm like, what? (laughs) He goes, I was going to tell you next week, but I figure with all this, I should just tell you now so you can start planning. I'm like, son of a bitch. And then we just happened to talk about it at MGC and you and Joel came on. So it was weird. It's, It's been odd. We just uh, got separated from our show like days before that. Yeah, which I, nobody we knew there. about yet. Yeah, nobody knew. We went there trying to figure out what we were going to do, and this dropped into our lap. We're like, 
he came up to me. He's like, dude. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, what the f-? Yeah, that's like, right. How does that happen? <laughs> Joel and I Sunday morning went and had breakfast in the restaurant at the hotel. And yeah. we were all gallivanting around. And I, I Joel was kind of the community manager or whatever for Retroids at the time. I'm like, well, you should probably know that Mark's leaving. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, Mark told me a, few, a couple weeks ago he's leaving. And so I got to start looking for a new one. And it just kind of happened. So I remember you and I and Joel going outside. It was colder than fuck. And none of us had yeah. jackets on. Just started talking about it. And then it happened. That's so crazy. It, it's it's been weird, but I'm happy. We're still having fun with it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird though with with Team Fremont because and Robot Panic and everything else now. But um, <clears throat> they sold off a bunch of uh, Hilden's gaming collection to to raise some money for his wife and his kids. So I ended up buying his Dreamcast because mine crapped out and I don't know where my spare is. So I bought his Dreamcast and a game, and it showed up today, and I, don't, I haven't opened it yet. So feels a little weird. But mm. I'm hoping to go up by those guys soon, so hopefully we'll have some good drunken stories. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if this is going to be like the last time where I, I didn't have a job for six months. I mean, I have job stuff out there, but I don't know if I want to do IT anymore, so... I've been toying with the idea of doing this full time and figuring out a way to make it work with like side jobs and stuff. So we'll see what happens. Since apparently all of our writers have quit this week. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Uh, yeah. I, there was something I was going to say like early on in all that and I completely lost it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I wish I knew what it was. It's been a weird. I mean, this last year was just so odd, too. Like, I'd never been to New York City in my life. 40 mm-hmm. years old, never been there. And I was there four times last year, or this year. <laughs> you know, and, and just going to these events, and I'd never been a part of a, a console launch before, because the Vita was, you know, it was a launch, but it, they didn't really make a big hullabaloo about it, um, like they do for the PS4. And, you know, being able to go out for that one night for the PS4 reveal, and then, you know, going back out for the launch event, and, you know, going out for Extra Life, obviously, and uh, going off for Comic-Con and I mean, I, I wasn't that thrilled with Comic-Con, but it was worth the trip in spades. I mean, just the stuff with injustice and some of the people we got to talk to and it was totally worth the trip. Um, but yeah, it's just a weird year. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a little scary yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. But luckily, like I said, I was all afraid that we weren't going to do that well this year for extra life. We didn't hit our goal, but our community still kicks so much ass. We're only for the team. We're only we're less than three hundred dollars away from twenty thousand raised. That's cool. That's insane. Three hundred bucks, man. Come on, Let's guys! Go, you got a couple more days. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, by the yeah. time this podcast comes out, they won't even know because I can't put it out till Wednesday. Oh, I have to go down for my then. last day of work tomorrow, and then uh, it's New Year's Eve. But it's uh, my you know Paul's wife's birthday, so we're gonna go out for her birthday. So the podcast won't come out until January 1st. But, mm. yeah. So buy more stuff at Amazon, everybody, uh, so we can take our world <laughs> tour and come out and meet everybody. Uh, I'm serious. Yeah. I don't know how we'll get you away for a week, but we should do that. We should totally do that. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I'll buy your wife some flowers. That'll work, That's right? not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy her a man for the week. <laughs> That's not going to do it either. <laughs> 
<laughs> She'd be like, what's this? Yeah. I've, I've never had a man before. Oh. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we're getting all reminiscent at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. God. Next month, eight years. Eight effing years. Ay. And I turn 42 next year. <laughs> you're old. I know. Well, you're older than me, so. <laughs> That's all right. I'm still young. And as sick as I was the last couple of days, I think I lost like 10 pounds. Nice. Oh, God. Anyway, well, uh, let, before I forget, MGC, uh, so I want to give everybody an update, and I really need everyone to, to kind of focus here really quick. Um, <clears throat> so we want to do the baseball outing uh, for the for the Brewer game that Friday night on the, I think it's April uh, what, 11th, I think, or something like that. Whatever. Look on the forums. Go to psnation.com. Go to the forums. You'll see a Midwest Gaming Classic uh, 2014 thing there. Uh, we've got sign-ups there, and it's not really sign-ups. Um, so I think we have like 11 people going so far, and... It looks more and more like what we're going to do is we're not going to reserve a space. What we're going to do is just do a group rate on tickets and sit together in a section of, of the stadium. It is April 11th. April 11th. All right, good. I'm not totally senile then. All right. So Yet. <laughs> yet. I've been talking to Dan Lucen uh, from Midwest Gaming Classic, and uh, he, he offered to help. Uh, maybe take care of some stuff for us, like help us out with trying to get a bus or anything like that. So we're looking into some stuff, and basically – we need if you're interested in going, even if you can't 100% say you're going. If you're interested in going and you think you might be able to make it, please go over to the forums, register really quick, and just let us know. Like you have two people going or whatever. Uh, it's really important because what we're going to try to do is get a count of people. And if we if we don't get a lot of people going from the PS Nation side of things, we're talking about making this more of an MGC event and opening it up to. A limited amount of people that are going to MGC, uh, which isn't a bad thing at all. I think it's a great thing. You get to meet some other people and, and everything else. But uh, first off, we're trying to make it as cheap as possible. Second, we're trying to make it a, definitely a social event. Um, so you're not stuck in the hotel because you're going to be there all weekend. And I guarantee you're going to get tired of the hotel. You're going to want to get out of there. So that's why we try to do this on Friday night is just get everybody out and, and have a good time. So I don't have a lot of details yet. We're still working on some things, but Dan and I have been like brainstorming all day today, and um, we really, you know, we want to make sure that our community gets taken care of. And and so if you're interested in going, if you think you're going to go, please go over and post. Don't wait on this uh, because we want to make sure everybody gets taken care of that wants to go. Uh, if you're pl- also if you're planning on going to Midwest Gaming Classic, get over to the website midwestgamingclassic.com. And reserve your room because they go fast. Uh, there's two other hotels they've set up uh, blocks of rooms at now, but they're across the highway. You have to shuttle bus it and all kinds of stuff. If you want it as easy as possible, just get on there and get the room reserved right now. It's a, it's a pretty good price that you're getting. It's, it's definitely a discounted price than what you can get online. Um, but get it done. I know it's in April, and I know some <laughs> It's so stupid because freaking they move it. They make it later, and all of a sudden, PAX moves. So now PAX is the same thing yeah, weekend. It's so that, oh. that kills me. I swear because when I, when I saw that, I was like, all right, yeah, now we can maybe go to PAX. And PAX is the yeah, same weekend no. again. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, um, you know, please do that. It's it's going to be a great time. Miller Park is one of the best stadiums in the league. If, if Even if you're not into baseball, though, come along. You can have a really good time. Uh, the food there is actually really good, even at the little stands and everything else. You can get a true Wisconsin bratwurst. 
you know, it, it's it's a great time to go over there. We're going to make it so that nobody's get in a rush. Uh, so we're going to try to have the bus pick us up like at four o'clock or something. It's a seven thirty game, but you know, you get traffic oh, and everything. Awesome. But we want to no, we want to be able I to wanna... get people over to the stadium so they can walk around and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So. We might even have a thing where we'll have the bus take us over to a bar after the game and hang out for a little while. Maybe we'll even find a place with karaoke. Who knows? Uh, but we want to make it very uh, just more relaxed. We don't want people to rush around. We want people to have a good time and just kind of get to know everybody. I mean, a lot of people know each other online, but they've never met each other in person. And this is a great way, a great icebreaker uh, to meet everybody and, and to meet a lot of new people and, and to have a, a lot of fun at a baseball game. In, and the great thing is, it's got a roof. So even in April, it's cold in Wisconsin. It'll be nice and warm in there. Even if you, you know, if you're a warm, warm weather person, you're going to be comfortable. And that's that's the most important part of it. So get over there, psnation.com, hit the forums, and just sign up, please. And, and just let us know if you're interested. If you think you're going to be able to go, uh, I know we've got someone there already. Says so he's like a trucker, and he won't know until that week. But if we have a good idea of the number of people that we'll probably have. Um, It'll help out a lot. And we're even looking at uh, you know different payment options, all kinds of stuff, so we can get everything taken care of as soon as possible. So hopefully next week, I know Dan listens to the podcast, so I hopefully uh, didn't forget anything. But uh, I can't thank Dan and, and the, the, the folks at Midwest Gaming Classic enough. Uh, they've really been awesome with this. And, and, I mean, I didn't approach them. Dan approached me about it and said, hey, how can I help? So can't thank them enough. Uh, you know, we love MGC. We go there every year now. It's it's become our big community event every year, and there's a reason we keep going back. It's because it's so much fun. So hopefully everybody can make it, and uh, hopefully we can all go to a baseball game together and have a good time. So you get to see Josh in his natural environment. Yay. <laughs> and then we'll get, you know, because Eric will never listen to the podcast again, We'll get something put up on the scoreboard, and we'll get a picture of that and post it on Twitter at Eric so he finally realizes what the hell's going on. <laughs> and the joke will be complete. So, mm. yeah, but please, please let us know. We're trying to get this taken care of. I mean, we've got four months of planning, but you have to plan a lot of this stuff early, especially since this is the first week of baseball. So that, you know, you get a crush of people, especially on a Friday night. We want to make sure that everybody is accommodated as, as soon as possible. So if we can get a lot of this stuff taken care of and get it worked out with the brewers, uh, sooner than later is definitely the way we want to handle this. So that's why we're pushing it so much uh, so early in the year. So, And it's going to be a blast. I guarantee it. Not a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't used that in a while. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you got anything else, Josh? Well, we're long tonight. Thank uh, what time is it? <laughs> 10 of 12. Come on, uh, I gotta go to bed early. I gotta get up at 5 in the morning and go down to Madison for my last day of work. Uh, well, I hope everybody enjoyed the brief visit by Hell Baby. Aw. As Glenn was babbling on, the Hell Baby started babbling on. I tend to one do point. that. <laughs> he, he hit the microphone a couple times. That's alright. He was smacking on the keyboard on the the closed up laptop here that was so <laughs> hey, it was going there's a ding, baby ding. on the table that's good luck <laughs> yeah so you probably got uh probably got a little audio there that's our right. baby so we'll handle it yeah uh i don't know 
I can't think of much of anything. I'm trying. God, I hate you. I got nothing. All right, as usual. All right. Well, there's a lot of ways you can get a hold of us. I know Bad76 left us a voicemail, but I didn't have everything hooked up the correct way tonight, so hopefully we'll be able to address that next. I didn't listen to it yet. Uh, But you can uh, leave us a voicemail a couple different ways. You can call us at... Oh, shit. I think we got a voicemail on there, too. (laughs) Check that. Sorry, guys. Whoops. Uh, You can call our voicemail line at 408-657-VITA. That's 408-657-8482. That phone number is also in the show notes on psnation.com. Or if you have Skype, you can call us at WDT-Torgo. You can choose an email at podcast at psnation.com, or you can hit the Contact Us button over at psnation.com. Uh, don't forget to look for us on PS Nation, or on PS Nation on Facebook. We have a page and a group, so go like that page and then go join the group. We're, I think we're one person away from being at 1,400 people. Yeah, we're at 1,399 members right now. So get on that, people. Get on that. Uh, don't forget to look. Actually, we're on Google Plus, by the way. If you want to, if you're on the Google Plus, if you're one of the few, uh, we are on Google Plus. So you can find us uh, just PS Nation on Google Plus. I always forget to mention that. Uh, you can find us on the Stitcher. Just go to the video game section, uh, and you'll find us at Stitcher.com. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter at PJF Josh and at PS Nation. Right, Eric? Uh, don't forget our our uh, podcast network over at Retroids.com. The newly Refurbished retroids.com. They've completely changed the design and everything else. Oh. Ooh. Speaking of refurbished and whatever, <laughs> um, I made some tweaks to the uh, mobile version of our website. Oh, very cool. So, uh, yeah, colors are a little bit better. I think it's a little bit cleaner. It's definitely faster I, now since we moved to the yeah, new server. I cleaned some stuff up. So, yeah. The mobile site uh, is decent now. <laughs> I'm going to so go look at it. it right now. I want to see this. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you got your logo up there. and Wow, it is yeah. faster. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's click really an article. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Cool, yeah. So if you have a, a smartphone or whatever else, uh, you can check out like the thinner version of our website uh, on your mobile browser. It's pretty nice. That new yeah. server kicks ass, by the way. Yeah. It's very, very nice. And it hasn't gone down once yet. Knock on wood. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, don't forget our sponsors, audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Sign up for the free trial. And you get to choose out of over 100,000 audiobooks. And guess what? You get to keep one of those books even if you don't stay with the 14-day free trial. So still helps us out if you quit early. And uh, you get to keep that cool book. So there you go. Don't forget our merch store at zazzle.com slash psnation, which I think I need to go in and completely refurbish. Uh, put a lot of dot com stuff on there. So you can check that out, though. Everything's configurable to your liking. Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. But obviously, the one that helps us out the most is when you shop at, uh, at Amazon uh, via our link. And, I, and we just got an email saying that there's an Amazon Australia store. Oh. So I need to look that up and see if we can add Australia. Yes. Yeah. So we just got an email we tonight. We love Australia. We do. <laughs> I mean, what do comics make? Like 35 cents a day or something like that? I mean, they can buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Working in the library. I learned that uh, from The Wire. From The Wire? Yeah, because uh, D was working in the library. That's right. Sorry, The Library. Oh, my gosh. I love that show. It was a good show. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, just go over to psnation.com. Uh, you'll see on the left side, you'll see an affiliate links section with uh, links to things like uh, Rakuten, uh, to Walmart, to GameStop, and also the ones that help us out the most so far, uh, and that is a bunch of different Amazon.com links. So what I do is I actually bookmarked it. So I, I hit that link and I bookmarked it. Whenever I go to Amazon.com, I, I just hit that bookmark, and whatever shopping I do, whatever I buy, and whatever you would buy, a small portion of that goes to us and helps us pay our bills. So that newfangled server we have, that is paid for by the Amazon money. Uh, all the fancy scotch that I buy. No, I'm just kidding. So. <laughs> uh, we got a, we got a yeah. better capture rig. Better not for, be. We You've got, got splaining to do. No, we got a better capture device for Josh that I ordered tonight. Yay. So some better uh, screenshots and everything else. So that helped out. Uh, this new video camera we're going to get next month for uh, you know live coverage for events and everything else. We have a dedicated video camera we want to pick up. So it's that sort of thing that helps us out uh, so it doesn't come out of our own pockets. And we can't thank you guys enough. It doesn't change your shopping experience whatsoever. It doesn't change any of your prices. We just get a, a small percentage of whatever you buy. So uh, it, it's really awesome, and we thank everybody for using that link. Uh, it is definitely helping because uh, we're going to upgrade some of the software on the website soon. And uh, maybe even move to a better video service than YouTube that so we won't get flagged for every single video we put up for some stupid-ass reason. Mm. So uh, seriously, we can't thank you enough, and uh, it, it definitely helps. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And don't forget, It Is Written, where we get our theme song from every week. You can check their new album out on iTunes and at CD Baby. CD Baby. So, all right. Uh, sorry for the podcast coming out on Wednesday, but uh, stuff's going on. Dick. Uh, couldn't be avoided. I have to drive two and a half hours so I can go do no work and uh, give them my, my badge at the end of the day. <laughs> nice. But then I get to go to a birthday party for a friend. All right. And I don't well, have to go out on New Year's Eve because I hate going out on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Like amateur night. Uh, it's like St. Patrick's Day. Oh. I'll be sitting here taking pictures of... The wife and hell baby asleep at midnight like I did last year. <laughs> well, that sounds just thrilling. Yep. <laughs> I turned. They were sound asleep on the couch. I said, look at that. Click. Midnight. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll, I hope to be asleep at midnight, too. Yeah. I'm kidding. I won't be. All right. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. I hope you had a great 2013, and uh, I think we're going to have you a better 2014. Uh, like I said, MGC in April, you got to come out and hang out with us. Please, please do. It's a great time. We've always had a lot of fun. And uh, come to the baseball game with us. I think you'll have a great time, and I don't think it'll be that expensive. So hopefully next week we'll have some uh, some better idea or a better idea of how much things will cost and what we have for plans. But, uh, again, thanks to Dan Lucen for helping out and, and for reaching out. This is uh, turning out to be something really cool. So until next week, get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Get to bed. And vote. And vote for the minecarts, yo. And write in if you want to write in. <laughs> it's worth it. Writing it in, yo. Writing it in, boss. Writing it in, yo. You know, wife, we're uh, uh, trying to decide if uh, we want kids or not. I might either not have kids and just buy snowmobiles and jet skis for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's a tough call. Really is. I don't gotta put a jet ski through college. 
I would wear it. I think I would like to be a dad, but if I don't start now, I'm not going to start because I don't want to be an old dad, you know? 35. I don't want to be 80 years old, have my 16-year-old kid go, hey, I'm taking the car. And I go, no, you're not. Then he just kinks up my air hose. <laughs> you know? I don't want the only difference between me and my teenage son is he keeps his drugs in the sock drawer. Mine's in that little Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday thing. He forgot where he hit him. I forgot if I took him. Plus, over this past uh, last like two weeks or so, I have a stepdaughter. She was with us uh, this, this summer along with our niece. And that was the first time I've ever been... Uh, around kids like that and I can't believe how fast I turned into my dad like and I swore I would never do it but I found myself walking around the house right grabbing cans of like like pop and stuff going shaking it going hey this is half empty if you're not gonna finish it don't open it and I don't know what it is with kids so then I was at the grocery store and saw these little baby cans I'm like cool look at those things they're little and I bought those and still half there's just something about kids they're like no I'm not finishing anything I don't care how small you make it I will only do half and, and I started to, to feel, you know I, I started to feel that vein that you know that dad vein every dad gets when he's pissed off that just pops up in his forehead my dad would always get his usually the night before any kind of family vacation you know, that vein would just be out and he'd just be walking around. Listen to me. We are leaving at 6 a.m. Do whatever you guys got to do tonight because I am backing out of that driveway at 6 a.m. I bought a box of donuts that'll tide us over for three days. I'm not stopping for anything. 